Welcome to the 10th episode of the UU Hawk Show. I'm Megan. I am me, who's also known as Patrick. Me amo Jose Flores de Spiro. Key. What's up? E, uh, what? Yeah, and this is the Yu Yu Hawk Show, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, last time we covered. Oh wait, yep. Last time we covered one of the more emotional battles of the Dark Tournament arc, with the conflicted team Yurameshi being forced to fight the mind-controlled and human team of Doctor Ichigaki. 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 You got it. We finally see the face of the mass fighter, but her identity is still unknown, or is it? Tune in today, and maybe we'll find out as we cover episodes 37 through 42, a.k.a. round 3, Team Yurameshi versus Team Masho. Iko! That's so dorky. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, on, uh, it's recorded it's now. Recorded We're good. Now. So uh, today we start with episode 37, which in the U.S. was known as Master of Disguise, and in Japanese, Stealthy Figures of Darkness, the Mashotsukai team. Uh, in this episode, Kurobara is unable to fight due to the attack by Team Ichigaki. Ruka, the nurse of the Dark Tournament, is summoned to hold custody of Hiei and the Masked Fighter, creating a barrier around them and rendering them unable to escape due to their depleted spirit energy. Kurama is to face off against Gama, who uses paint to immobilize his opponent. Kurama unexpectedly uses his rose whip with his hair to severely wound Gama, gradually bleeding him to death. Gama or Kurama? Slowly bleeds to death. No, Gama. Oh, Gama. Gama, Gama slowly bleeds to in death. In this episode, Gama does. I, no, I'm only playing. Huh? Oh, just maybe the way that I said it. It, it, was, word, it was worded weirdly. Yeah. Okay. I'm only playing. Yeah. I'm being so... smart ass. Oh, right. The spooky sound effects. Ew. It's almost, it's Halloween when you listen to, I mean, it's not Halloween, it's October when you listen to this. Listen, it's, it's spooky time. Spices, yeah. y'all. Pumpkin spice, y'all. Pumpkin spice. It's been spooky miss... month for about a month. Spooky yeah. month for about a month. It's like about two months. Yeah, November. Oh, wait, when's what? I start spooky month in September. Oh man, you're like the the Philippines with Christmas. Oh man, they start Christmas now. So yeah. like, so like, oh wow, they're even worse than America. Well, this yeah, they started like yeah. late September. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. Like now, yeah. So well, they don't have like Thanksgiving to really like tide them over for the holidays. <laughs> they have All Saints Day, I guess, and Halloween, but uh, do they have Black really Friday Catholic? too? No. Maybe they do. Maybe they adopted I, like some sales so, and stuff at the same. Because I know the UK celebrates. I, I don't think. I don't think they do. Except maybe in Manila, maybe there will be like, oh yeah, under American influence, we got this. But yeah, yeah. Like, in the countryside, the... no. Because I know in the UK Definitely they do. Not. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. but that's because you know high cultural sharing between the US and the UK. They should celebrate Thanksgiving. In. <laughs> In I think he's just fucking with us now. Movies. Yeah, no, yeah. I, no, I, no, I meant in the UK. Oh, oh, not in the fit, not not in the PI. Anyways, um. <laughs> so uh, you know the tournament committee are, are assholes and uh, make an announcement that Team Yurameshi's next match will begin immediately against Team Macho. Yeah, that's kind of a, didn't they know that though? They did. Kind of um, the thing is, as a kid, I remember it being surprising, but on rewatching it, yeah. it's very obvious they fucking showed them like the hey, here's when the next match is, and then they're just like, oh shit, we got two in a row. Well, that yeah. sucks too. Like, <laughs> what yeah. are the chances? Yeah, what are the chances when it's rigged and like an entire club of people who bet on shit are uh, arranging the matches Weird. in non-random ways? Weird. You know, I didn't notice that through this whole thing is that it seemed like oh yeah, this dark tournament, there's no rules unless it's us fighting, then we don't want we want to win. There's so many rules. You're right, because I honestly thought it was like a no holds bar. The only rule was like they counted to three or some shit. 
There are so many rules. There are way too many rules. Yeah, the rules are the, the rules, rules are very much like Japanese pro wrestling with regards to like you can be out of the ring, but only for ten seconds, and just like <laughs> stuff like that. Well, it's just so loose too. It's like, oh well, you know what? The count doesn't count, or she's counting too slow, or oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, again, that is Japanese pro wrestling to a T. Where it's just like, well, if the good guy doesn't get back in the ring after ten seconds, then he loses. But if the bad guy doesn't, he'll pull out a fucking knife. It's just and like it's what? Totally Five. Yeah. Wait, is that pro wrestling? Well, it's it's less a knife and more like I have a fluorescent light bulb now that I'm gonna fucking swing in your face. Woo-hoo. So wrestling then. So like Japanese pro wrestling is actually, if I remember correctly, that one's like I know American currently in the past couple years has been a little more like it's obviously a show, right? In both mm-hmm. in both aspects, it's very yeah. much a show and it's very cool to watch, even though it's corny. Um, but like for some reason in my head, I have it that like Japanese pro wrestling, at least in like the eighties, was really bloody. Like, genuinely kind of bloody. There's, like, three flavors of pro wrestling in Japan. Like, uh, over time, this is, like, varied, obviously. Right. But there's, like, very sports style, where they pretend that it's, like, a real sport, and, like, everyone... There's, like, less good and bad guy type stuff, and less, like, brutal violence, and, like, less bloody stuff. There's, like, extreme matches, which is, like, the bloody stuff that you may be referring to. Yeah. And then there's sort of freak show fights, which is, like, oh, everyone has powers. And people use, like, <laughs> shitty effects at each other and stuff like that. Like strobe lights yeah, and then, strobe like, lights and, Yeah, strobe lights. Yeah, like, characters such as Hard Gay and, like... Oh, wait, Hard Gay was a wrestler? Yeah, yeah, Hard Gay was a pro wrestler. I, I, thought, that was, I thought that was just a bit by a comedian. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was a comedian before he was a pro wrestler. He became a pro wrestler... And then after it was revealed that not only was he not gay, but... He wasn't <laughs> he, hard? Well, yeah, he wasn't hard either. He was a very muscular hard. Yeah, he wasn't he's a very muscular dude. Uh, he went back to just television comedy. Yeah, so variety. So he became soft he's straight? A... I think he was always soft straight he at was, heart. Yeah. Hard gay was just uh, his really unfortunate and very offensive... And uh, very purposefully offensive. A very purposefully offensive uh, alter ego. He's pretty funny, though. Like... But, like, here's the thing. He's, a, he's an okay dude. It's He's an okay dude, but I, I don't think he realized, like, that the things he was doing were kind of damaging oh, yeah. until he was Dude. called out later. And I think... Does I don't he think, know now? I, I think know. he knows now. Like, I think people have brought it to his attention. Right. I don't think he's, like, publicly apologized, but the right. vibe I got was that part of the reason he got out of it was, like, just being like, ah, oh, this is weird with the changing times. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, as much as I, as much as I, I'm with you on that... I kind of have to look at it the, uh, again. It's like the the t- it's the time and the time and place. I mean, I mean, Japan it, at that time was totally re- down to have that character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like I'm, only recently they started allowing gay, gay marriage in general. They don't allow gay marriage, do they? No, they do. They, like, there's just I, there's a huge they, ceremony. I thought like yeah, I thought there was a was oh, I don't know if it was a civil ceremony or if it was like a marriage marriage. No, there was a marriage ceremony. Oh, okay. I, I was listening. I to do PR remember a news piece, That's and it was, it was two women, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was probably. two women. There's a bunch of them. There's two women and a few other people. Yeah. It was, a, I think it was 15 or 16. I don't remember. I can't remember when I stopped listening to NPR, but. Well, if you, speaking of the gays, if you ever want to know how gay bars work in Japan, I'll let you guys know eventually. We can definitely fun. talk about that on a yeah. message. <laughs> uh, yeah, if this ever relates to anything, I can tell you guys how gay bars work. They're oh. wonderful places. All right. There's a straight tax. Straight. I'm not kidding. So. <laughs> Can I divert really briefly? (laughs) Okay, so traditionally in Islam, I swear to God this is relevant, um, you were able to be a Christian or a Jew in Muslim-held territory if you paid a tax, uh, and that tax was called jizya, and I was just thinking like, ah, the straight tax in gay bars, jizya. (laughs) 
Oh god. Anyways, back to you, Agasho. To be fair, we were on topic the whole time. Because our podcast is Japanese culture. You, you, you're right. You're and right. to be honest, we connected it this way. It's like, oh, the changing times of Japan, the 90s. Cause full like, circle, the baby. Full circle, the full 90s. Circle. And this took place in the 90s when Hard Gay was... Well, actually, no. Hard Gay was a popular was late 2000s. 80s, yeah. No, Hard Gay no, was 2000s. Oh, really? He's not that yeah. old. No. I thought it was late 80s. Mm-mm. No, I think dude. you're thinking of, like, there's, like, a lot of Sentai-type characters. Oh, that, that were, out. like, super gay. Like, yeah. yeah. I know there's Hentai Common, which oh. is a recent... Oh, my God. Relative in the mid-2000s. Have you heard of Hentai Common? No. So it's like a, I don't know if it's a comic first, but I remember the live action very specifically. So this guy. Is this cool? Is this safe to be cool? Yeah, hentai common. As long as you write common at the end. And it's common, like common rider, like yes. mask. Yes, yeah. Mask. Okay. So like, hentai mask. Yeah, um, I was worried so I might get something weird. Basically, if you guys haven't heard of hentai common, which I don't know the history behind this, but what I, from what I remember, it's a guy who, in order to transform, puts women's underwear on his head and then basically. <laughs> Well, he doesn't wear anything. It's basically just an oiled-up, muscular Japanese man oh. with, like, tiny whiteies. Oh, this? Yeah, yeah, Oh, I remember yeah, yeah. that before. Okay. He kind of looks like Spider-Man with the panties on his face. <sighs> yeah, um. I, I, I saw something like that on a on a thing with his image. I didn't know that was... Yeah, wow. yeah. So, yeah, I did see it's him It's really before. funny. It's it's supposed to be a comedy, guys. Don't take it too seriously if you Is this live? Is this it. supposed to be live action? Yeah, the, the yeah, one, the one I've action. seen is live action. I don't know if it was originally an anime or a manga. I, I could only assume... I know of it, but I don't know the history. I probably know less of the history than you, frankly. Appar- that's a quick plot summary. Like, Apparently, like, it's on 4K Blu-ray, so... I mean, yeah, I just want to see the panties on his face in 4K. It's... Just play it in the background someday. <laughs> Let's play in the background at a party, you know. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> this doesn't book. look safe to cosplay at conventions, though. Yeah, you're right. I'd Probably love not. to see you cosplay. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> There's a cosplay right here. <laughs> but they cheat you with the pants. Well, yeah, well, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, well, yeah, because oh, yeah, it's like a thong. Anyway, continue. We're going to go back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so no rest for Team Yurameshi. And uh, as Yusuke eloquently puts it, so it's three non-gimps against five of them. <laughs> Uh, that's in the U.S. version, because, you know, Japanese and Latin American would kind of not say that. Uh, Kubar is still really beat up. The mass Fighter's power got... I'm, like, about to sneeze, and I don't know when it's going to happen. So, Megan, you say this next line. All right, Kubar is still really beat up. The mass Fighter's power got drained from finger heart stab attack that saved the Ichigaki boys. Uh, this, this set of notes was brought to us by Hannah. <laughs> hey, Hannah. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, his arm is still fucked up. Sad face. Man, what is with the performance issues in this? It's, seriously. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, so, oh, never mind. In Latin America, they all stay... Start referring to uh, uh, Mask as the uh, Guerrera Enmascarada, as opposed to previously where they were referring to Mask as the Guerrero Enmascarado. So they, they changed the gender, but they're still like, but we don't know who it is. Woman. Ah, okay. So the 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 default in Latin American was like, is default generally if you don't know if it's a man or a woman, like a person to be masculine? Yeah, okay. that's true. I think all romance languages that I at least I know of, okay. sexist. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean the fact there's a gendered. It's it's fine. Gendered objects is pretty weird. Yeah, it's it's weird to us now. I mean, it probably made sense back in the day. I don't think it even necessarily it made sense back in the day either, because yeah. it's just like, like... why is the building feminine? <laughs> yes. Well, the German, German's the same way. There's a lot yeah. of Ds. What's, what's interesting with German and, like, compared to the Romance languages yeah. is sometimes the gender of things they're as swapped. they're assumed in one, like, ro- yeah. in one, uh, you know, language family is totally different in another. 
So, like, in Spanish, chair is la silla, as in, like, oh, that chair is feminine because you sit on it. It's like, well, one, what? And then, you know, <laughs> in German, it's like, der Stuhl. It's no, it's like, die Stuhl. Oh, it's die Stuhl? I thought it was der Stuhl. I'm pretty sure it was a D. Oh, I could be wrong. What is, oh, wait. Is D... Yeah, I forget. Is D, D is masculine? Is D masculine? I forgot. D guns. Stuhl. German. You probably look up a stool masculine or feminine. Oh, it is masculine. Their stool, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. So, I was wrong. Sorry. So like, yeah, the the gendering of non-gendered nouns is very fucking weird and a legacy we have from the past. But that means it's interesting because that means it's not universal. Oh really. yeah, it's it's not universal like, and like a lot of uh, old romance, a lot of old Proto-Indo-European derived languages actually had the neutral gender, mm. which. It doesn't exist as much anymore, or if it does exist in modern romance languages, is treated as male anyways. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Get the male. So now that we know she's, or yeah, it's the, a she now. We know the mask is. is yeah, a so female. we all refer to Mrs. Lady. Okay. Yep, she's a hundred percent woman. Two hundred percent woman. Three hundred. Yeah. Maybe four. Once, twice, always a woman. Uh, so a neon wind starts circling around the captain of Team Macho, revealing Jin, the Windmaster, a shirtless redheaded demon with a snaggle tooth and a horn. It's kind of cute. Like, like a <laughs> little child. Cute. You want to look noogie, um, but set him on his way. <laughs> so I actually mentioned this later in the thing about Jin, but apparently he's based on a traditional Okinawan demon that are depicted as, like, three- or four-year-old looking, like, little boys. But, like, he's the clearly the grown-up-ass version of one of those things. <laughs> or, he's... like, teenager version. He's yeah, about, he I can like see he's him, about like, Yusuke's age. Yeah, like, well, no, I can see him being older than Yusuke, because, oh, really? like, he's a bit, you know, more built than Yusuke is. I think we we learned a valuable lesson last podcast, and don't assume ages in the show. <laughs> Everyone's eternal. Here's, here's, a, here's a recap. Uh, what's her name? Kato? Kato? Kato. Kato. We fa- I, I said she was 15 as a joke. We looked it up. She's actually 15. Um, poor, poor Patrick. <laughs> like, Rude. seriously, every, I, I, I'm just assuming at this point everybody's under 15. So, like, it's worrying with Kato. I'm really more worried when they get to the other Dark Tournament announcer. Where, oh, like, yeah, no, I know where she is. The, the, the teal hair girl? Yeah, where she's very explicitly played for, like, sex symbol stuff. And I'm like, ah, that's mm. going to be worrying. I'm, <laughs> my yeah. favorite thing in the, the dub uh, later on is it's like when she, I don't know what, what context this was. Somebody sent me the clip. It was like, oh, the, the one lady's like, oh, I don't want to die a virgin. Oh, yeah. And Kato's, like, yelling, uh, making fun of her for it. No, she's like, we're going to find this girl a man. And then, like, she, like, saves her with a fucking grappling hook. Yeah. yeah we'll is... get to that in another episode. <laughs> that Yeah, like I, I said, this is, a, this is a weird show. Especially in the dub. But to be fair, this is, like, the most, like, normal baseline show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. it is. I think, I think it's weird because it feels more normal than a lot of other anime where you're just like, oh, fucking weird character archetypes. Meanwhile, here, you're just like, oh, you know believable people and then weird shit happens wow. like oh okay weird yeah oh, I don't I, I guess I guess because we need to make it make the uh, the obvious reference uh, Kutaro jo- Jotaro wait what uh, Kujo Jotaro yeah what Kujo Jotaro what about oh 17 oh. yeah I'm 17 years old yeah he's old. 17 but he looks like the buff is crazy like everybody in that show is like, the, the same way uh, yeah yeah it's gotta stop <laughs> It's never gonna stop. It's not gonna stop. Um, but yeah, so Team Masho, they're introduced sort of as the shinobi of the spirit world, uh, mercenaries who sell the spirit world. This is shenanigans, and then in secret. But I, I guess, like, yeah, they're ninjas for hire, <laughs> and they're pretty much used uh, as pawns in, like, wars between, like, various lords. 
effectively. Yeah, they should have probably rethought those those robes. Maybe did some history. Uh, Do some Google search. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or what was it? Uh, look in a diction, uh, encyclopedia. I wonder if there's a like a Japanese equivalent to those tics of garments uh, that we don't know about. Yeah, because, should, like, I mean, pointed. We should look it up at some point. To be point. fair to us, and it makes sense because we're American, but we we definitely associate any conehead fabric as uh, directly associated with the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious if like. I think we've discussed this on a previous episode, and we didn't come to a conclusion. We'll bring it up next episode, and we still f- won't f- won't look it up. Uh, fine. Someday I'll look it up. But yeah, Eventually. so uh, the Japanese title card underneath them says Demon Realm Ninja, aka Specters of Asura. Asura being like a layer of hell. Uh, while in the Latin American version, they say uh, the Shinobi Espiritual, so just like the spirit spirit ninjas, and the Monstruos de, de Asura, just meaning like the demons of Asura. Uh. There it goes. Oh my god, that sneeze came wow. forever later. You came. Uh, anyway. Oof, <laughs> Jesus. Oof. Uh, oh. Sure didn't take long. I'm imagining a whole nightmare of like where someone had to sneeze every time. Anyways. <laughs> okay, uh, let's uh, let's cut that one out. The captains nah. get together to decide the battle terms. And uh, Patrick, could you scroll down a bit? No. I'm just joking. Uh, where are we at? And uh, so it's Jin and Yusuke in this case because technically it's not revealed at this point, but Jin's not the captain, but he's the one making the decisions right now. Uh, Jin says, one to one to five till I, I'm a tower on my feet holding a five. Uh, and what? Yusuke says, whatever he said. Yeah, you know what? I was curious about this. So is there any battle conditions? Like, can there be like, any sort of different rules? You can just make shit up and it's okay. Because, but, like, as long no as one... I think it wasn't like both sides had to agree, but like no one cared. Like, like only one side needed to agree. I wonder if they could just go like, yeah, let's do death by snoo snoo. I mean, what's new That's a Futurama reference where people are going to be killed by being fucked by people really hard. Isn't that called a um, Macumba? No, snuff is when you kill somebody and they film it. It doesn't uh, have to be sexual. You literally just shoot somebody and film it, and it's uh, all right. Anyway, listen I, listen, I just need to get my termino- get the terminology right. Okay, because that's a big misconception. Because <laughs> I read the book Snuff or part of it when I was like thirteen. By, uh, what's the Padalaki? Not Padalaki. What's his name? I'm the pretty sure that's... Yeah, uh, Palinwick. Palinwick. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah. Chuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, what I was going to say is, yeah, so they can technically make whatever the fuck rules they want, and, like, only one team really uses this to any effect. Like, I guess, like, Team Ichigaki did, because they're like, yeah, 3v3, that's, like... The mass fighter did that, but then yeah. Team Ichigaki agreed to it. But a later team is like, I have a pair of magic dice, and we'll decide who fights based on magical dice. <laughs> to be fair, the only cool one was the knife. The knife was it the knife edge death match. Yeah, or was it in Spanish? <sighs> Make you say this every episode. A yes. knife or a death match. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Megan got it. That that, that was it. Yep. yep. That that's what the meme was. El knife edge of death match. <laughs> El death match. El death match. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, you know, Yusuke and Jin kind of have this weird rapport going on where Jin says Yusuke has effectively, like, a nice aura. I don't remember what he said in the other languages, but in Latin American Spanish he said, un viento placenter, like, uh, a, ple- a pleasing wind. Gross. That yeah. sounds kind of... Hmm. No, so what's especially weird is when I was researching the type of demon that Jin is, apparently... They really, this is going to sound goofy, but they give people piggyback rides, but if anyone ever farts on them, they throw them off. 
That that doesn't. Do they like? Do, they just, I mean, as a human, if I gave someone a piggyback ride and they farted, you'd I'd throw, throw them off. off. Yeah, but that's part of like their apparently mythical origin. It's like I don't love, fart on us. I love Japanese random like smaller creatures because not all of them are necessarily evil. Yeah. Um, like um the uh, big balls. What's it called? Tanuki. Tanukis. Tanuki. I just love that they like change into other things. Yeah. And they cause a little mischief. Sometimes murder people. Sometimes rape them. But sometimes just move your furniture around. Like. And they have massive balls. Ooh. <laughs> don't forget running convenience stores, too. That's oh, yeah. Wait, what? Running convenience stores. Have you played Animal Crossing? Mm-mm. So, the guy who runs the convenience store, he's presented as a raccoon, but he's actually a tanuki. Oh. Yeah. There's a reason why his belly's a little bit big, if you know it. Know uh, it. Anyway. That's a lot. Of, it's kind of weird how Japanese that game is. Oh, yeah. Animal Crossing is well, secretly it's super... Ja- is well, it from Japan? Yeah, but he's he's more saying that it's presented as like, oh, this is culturally agnostic, but like, oh, there's a bunch of things in the super game super Japanese that are oh. super fucking Japanese. Like, when you're given furniture, instead of giving you furniture, they give you a leaf, you know, oh. kitsune style, yeah. and then it transforms. And yeah, there's even a kitsune that, you know, tricks people. Yeah, there's a kitsune who sells fake art. Fuck that motherfucker. So wait, what? Okay, I've never played Animal Crossing. What is the point? No, that's how I feel, and I've played Animal Crossing. Oh. No, but she wants to know what. It's uh, it's it's like you're a. You're The Sims. Oh, it's it kind of like a. Sims it's kind of like game? The Sims, yeah. Like you basically have like a yeah, house. Life. You're yeah, you have a house, and you have less of a life than in The Sims because you don't have a job. Right. You just kind of like go in the forest and hunter gather. But it's a modern society. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, well, I went and fished. I'm gonna sell this, you know, barter shit, and then it's like, but capitalism, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's modern day hunter gatherers. Okay, interesting. The cool thing is they actually give they actually give you a wife and two and the new one new leaf. They just give you a wife. Yeah. You wait, wait, wait you meet you meet. <laughs> no, you have no. <laughs> you have to you pay a dowry. Yeah. No, no, you actually have a wife. Oh. Um, have you played? Oh, are you talking about Isabel? Yeah, that's not a wife. Listen, it's pretty much canon that there's a, there's a relationship she's, going she's on She's the there. secretary. She never does anything that's like attracted to you. Just like people are very attracted to her because she's cute. No, that's, wait, it's thought, essential. Wait, I thought Animal Crossing were like the main characters were children. Yes. No, it isn't. Well, what? they're like they're like childlike proportioned humans. And you're the only human who lives in a forest of animals. The the name of the Japanese version is uh, Dobutsu no Mori. Oh, like the forest. Of forest of animals. animals. Yeah. Makes sense. But, so you're not a child. I always thought it was just kids. You look like a child, but yeah, you, you could be like, any yeah. age, really. There's no... Because, like, all the animals are pretty much adult-like. Anyway. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't ever clear on that. They all seemed adult-like, and they took care of themselves. And there was children in there, so it's like... So, I don't like that game a ton, but there are some really cool characters. Like, in my most recent village, I had, like, a guy who was very much like an American eagle... And then another, like, you know, very patriotic-seeming and yeah. has, like, a boxing ring with, like, American flag colors on it Apollo, in his house. Yeah, yeah Apollo. And then Do you I, know why he's called Apollo, though? Uh, is it because of Apollo Creed from Rocky? Yeah, and then I had a guy named Claude who is a large bear with an S&M dungeon. And what I'm like, fuck? and they were like besties. And I'm like, you two are fucking. And like, this is the best part of this game. I don't give a shit about this frog who lives in my town. Fuck him. Like, you two are great. I love you. Got John I Claude. love you. Type Wait, so, so is that canon? John Claude Van Damme and Apollo Creed? Yeah. It's Expendable 7. Oh, God. Can't wait. Expendable 7, Rush Hour 17. Wait, wait, was, was the guy played Apollo Creed and Rush Hour? Was that Carl Weathers and... And expendables? I don't think so. Damn, they should have probably put him in there. <laughs> he just—he's there to die. Uh, but anyways, tragic. Yes. So a sudden announcement: Team Yermeshi report to the medical tent with uh, a hot nurse. Uh, she's hey, bless, bless you. your soul. She's seven out of ten. Uh, well, it's described as a hot nurse in in uh, Hannah's notes. I gotcha. 
Um, but like, I have a question about this. When the fuck did that tent show up? Because clearly the entire stadium was looking around, yeah. and like Team Yurameshi was there. Kurama's a guy who pays attention, and no one noticed them fucking erecting a tent. Okay, well here's the thing: shut your mouth. This is anime. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's okay, a good let's, point. let's keep Don't going. Don't ruin the hot nurse for Patrick. I t- I just said they she was a seven. She's out of thirteen. 10. I, she's like twelve. She's too old for Patrick. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I actually wonder what age Ruka is. But anyways, like I said, Nurse is seven out of ten. Yeah, no, but uh, special. she's very much like a a fifties idea, like a fifties or sixties idea. She's pretty. like the Hello Nurse. Oh, like face wise. Yeah, I was like... her face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I don't think they like naked ladies just walking around. <laughs> I, I was getting. The, she seemed like a weird pinup. I was yeah. getting like the nurse vibe, like the uh, like animaniacs with the nurse. No, nah, dude, the nurse for oh, animaniacs yeah. was way, way fucking hotter. hotter. I got gotcha. you. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll leave that out. And this is why I don't tell my judgment. coworkers that I do a podcast. Uh- <laughs> All right. Uh, so Quenma says, "Wow, hot mama!" Oh my god, that's pretty. pretty yeah, Quenma is pretty funny. He's like, "Okay, punch me really hard." What? Punch me hard oh, so yeah, that's to, to George. To George. Yeah. George, who's a buff fucking dude. <laughs> is the name George in the uh, in the Japanese version too? Yeah. yeah. And it's George spelled with a J because so back in the day when Japan first interacted with like the West after closing yeah. up, their two major trade partners were Portugal and the Netherlands. Yeah. And because of that, the spelling for George they got was the J spelling rather than so the, the G good spelling. spelling. So. That's also why you have a lot of foods like um, pan. tempura, pan. Uh, tempura is, what is that from? I don't know. But there's a lot of different, like, things you think are Japanese are not actually Japanese. The word oh. for soap in Japan is shabon, which is the same as in Portuguese where it's sabon. Mm. Stuff like that. Pan is really... the most obvious one, I think. Yeah. Pan, Yeah. Pan means bread and also means... Just really? On is bread? Pan. No, pan is bread. On is uncle. Pan. It's short for uncle, like uh, red bean. Uncle, Uncle Bread. God damn it! Now you're just fucking with us. No, no, seriously. Oh no, Uncle, A N K O. Oh, I thought you said yeah. Un- I, was think- I was thinking on. Um, pa- I thought you said on is Uncle. Oh no, 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 no. I was like, man. I'm pretty I sure on pan is red bean pan, right? I, I think it is. Yeah. yeah so that on is just lit. the short of like the uncle. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, this Where hot nurse uh, struts up to Team Yurameshi and picks up who's going to go into the tent by waving her hand over their faces, which Hannah notes is a very legit medical practice. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I guess the idea is she's detecting something, but as we'll find out, like, she's not detecting shit. Um, she's detecting their demise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, uh, picks only Hie and the mass Fighter, and, you know, Kuwabara's wounds aren't interesting enough to her, so, uh, so sad. She's like, uh, help me. I think- All right, you're good to go. Uh. <laughs> it's essentially what that was. <laughs> I guess if she wanted to be better about lying, she could have been like, oh, their wounds are spiritual. Yours are merely physical. I, I can't help with that. Or like I don't know why she didn't take all of them. I guess I guess we find out later. There's not enough room Ruin, in the tent. Yeah. Or like because continue. I'll tell them after you. Oh no worries. Um, but yeah, it turns out to be a trap. The hot nurse turns out to be Ruka, aka a poison ivy knockoff. Uh, he he and the uh, mass fighter are trapped in the medical tent due to her defense incantation. And uh, like quote unquote, this is a quote from Hannah. Like most proper reveals, she takes off most of her clothes. <laughs> Yeah, what is with that? Anime. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting. I thought we were watching something not anime for a second. So, uh, Ruka's power is uh, Sokuku... Sokuku... Special Beam Cannon. Which, uh, energy thread that uses opponents' own energy against themselves, getting stronger as they struggle. Was this consistent with the Japanese one? I forget. 
Like, yeah, how, that's that's about right. Did it say like the more you struggle, the more it's gonna work against you? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, it basically kind. Basically, the, she said like it doesn't. It was like the more you struggle is basically like if you struggle, it's gonna hurt. Like oh, okay. I, the, the thing the thing is that it was like okay, we'll break out of it anyways. I might have, I might have missed that. Though. Yeah, in the in the Latin American version, probably because mouth movement and like verbosity of the language, they just described it as, like, a force field, un campo de fuerza, which literally means field as in, like, grassy field of force. But, yeah, apparently that's the direct translation of force field. Uh, so, the tournament committee then says that he and the mass fighter are, like, effectively disqualified for the round and can't fight anymore, you know. That's some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's, it's like almost the, like it's a corrupt tournament or something. Weird. It, it's it's so like, weird. hey, you can come here, stay in this tent. Disqualified, yeah. but you took disqualified. <laughs> you accepted her invitation, therefore you're disqualified. What? <laughs> Your face looks ugly. Disqualified. Yes. So uh, Jin passes on fighting first since he doesn't care about a fixed fight. You know, he's just like, well, this is dumb. I don't want to take part in this. He's you know? got honor. Yeah, you kind of get the impression that he's either about honor or challenge or both. Like he's basically like he could be a main character in a different anime. Yeah, he's he's a he's a Goku like figure. Honestly. I was about to Naruto say. Yeah. Like, I think he's more a Goku because yeah. he's. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, sure. he's like, I'm gonna fight strong guys. Yeah. Uh, so the big guy, Bakken, uh, on his team tries to stop him and says, it would be why, uh, it wouldn't be wise to disrupt the sect this time. In the US version, I think in, like, Latin American Japanese, he says some other shit like, yeah, stay in this fucking match, or like, don't, don't fuck with us, or uh-huh. some. He, he was just basically just says yeah too bad just fight don't be a little bitch yeah. yeah but that makes sense in the US version it's kind of like alluding they give you a little more illusion that like he's kind of a rebel and he's done this in the past yeah exactly mm-hmm. and uh so Jin gets super pissed about this like not just like not in the way like so I take the Goku thing slightly back because he gets like pissed in a bloodlust way like a you ever touch me again I'll fucking kill you type way <laughs> like rips Bakken's arm off of his shoulder not like he doesn't rip Bakken's arm from Bakken's shoulder he rips Bakken's arm from where it was touching Jin you know just like gets him off of him effectively I mean he kind of to be honest he kind of changed like personalities when he hopped in later on in the fight yeah, it's kind of um it's like it's almost like he, he forgot. This is a very forgot. Japanese character type. Uh I don't know what it's called, but like people who can just like suddenly like go into a bloodlust and then like are, you know, okay other times. I think that's called shitty writing. No, it's I mean it's like it's like a long time like trend in like uh Japanese pop culture stuff. I uh I don't retract my statement. Okay. Um I'm going to read this next one because uh I definitely is Hannah, right? So, the battle begins, and Gama goes on to a... Oh, wait. Wait, wrong. Wait, no. Is that where we are? Uh, First opponent, Gama, Master of Disguise. Yeah, so the first opponent is Gama, Master of Disguise. Kurama stares that he'll fight for as long as he can to gauge their weaknesses. It's a very Kurama plan. Yep, that sounds about right. Um, But the battle begins, and Gama goes on a misogynistic rant about how human females are bastardizing makeup because they're using it to attract males. Man. You know, he didn't <laughs> yes, say... Yes, Anna, yes. But, uh, like, that's he, an opinion that does not... Mm-mm. He, like, said something completely different than the Japanese. Oh, he was yeah. basically like, saying, yeah. yeah, it's like woman makeup, except except it's it's like how the females use makeup. That's all it was. Oh, yeah. I it mean, wasn't like that, like... It wasn't anything like that. I remember saying to the effect of, like, like oh, yeah, this used to be, like, a ritualistic magical thing like humans use it to attract people but before it was for like channeling and stuff yeah it was basically what she's saying is yeah that, like 
But I think in, in the... In modern times, only women are using names. Yeah, I think so. in the English version, it kind of makes it more like, uh, yeah, human women are misusing it, as opposed to like, just like, nah, y'all don't no, use it for the same reason. Yeah. What, one of them makes... The other one kind of makes sense. The other one kind of a bit sexist. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely a bit sexist. Um, a little bit. Not not much. No. <laughs> Gama's actually just this... Uh, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to get into the politics of that. I was going to be like, oh, he's this odd queen. But anyways... <laughs> Um, he paints his face like a clown. Like, he uses, like, a paintbrush with, like, like paint sacks in his belt, right? Yeah, he has, like, uh, like two little, effectively, sheets. Yeah, like, almost like dagger-like sheets, sheets, but yeah. for for paint. I think that might be, like, a traditional Japanese thing, like, way, way back. But, like, I don't know that for a fact. It definitely reminded me of, like, Mulan. If you guys ever watched Mulan, like, oh back God. in the day. Never heard of it. <laughs> weird, weird. So, like, there's a point where, like, she's doing her makeup, like, to be a bride or, like, I'm like a shop bride. I don't. I still didn't really get that thing. Like, is it geisha? No, no, no. no, no. She has a bride ceremony. Yeah, they're they're doing like effectively like a matchmaking thing. Right, it was a matchmaker ceremony. Yeah. But as a kid, I was just like, what is what the hell's going on? All I remember though is like they throw her in a bath, shower her up, like towel dry or like fan dry her hair because they argued about that, and then they put on her makeup. And the way they put on her makeup is how I thought people actually put on their makeup for years is literally just like toss on a bunch of white powder dip a paintbrush in, like, red ink and literally just draw on lips quick. Like, just, here's the lip. There's the lip again. Like, you know what I mean? That's how I do my makeup. That's how, Same. Yeah. So that's not how you do makeup. It's a lot harder than bloop, bloop. You know, I was <laughs> I was just thinking that when I saw him put on, like, all the, the paint stuff. It's like, wow, he's really good to get one stroke against one his lip stroke. for the makeup stuff. Well, it's a very yeah. highly or, like, pigmented if only, color. <laughs> if only Gama had survived this, he could have, you know, done an awesome YouTube video series. It's just like, and this is how you do your makeup. And then it's just like, we can't fucking do that. <laughs> He'd be a special consultant on, uh, on RuPaul. Oh my god. Oh my god, yes. He, like, every other episode is like, okay, I'm gonna make you beautiful. There you go, get out there. I'd be down. Well, it's kind of gross, though, because, like, later on he... Uh... We'll talk about it later. Okay, fine. Anyway, you go. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, he after he paints his face, uh... <laughs> there's a note here, I don't know what this means. Uh, Megan, you might need to oh, clarify this. Fenty, Fenty to... who's Fenty? Fenty is Rihanna's... A product line, which has, um, it's right now, it's really known for being a makeup product line. It's having all the shades of color. Like, I don't know how many shades they have, but they really have everything from, like, Patrick's white to, like, the darkest brown. Like, it's, they have a lot of shades, which is something. Wait, I missed it. Did you just put it, did you just have, just have a hit against me? No. No, 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 no. Like, okay. No, like, there's, like, colors of, ma- so a lot of makeup lines only do certain spectrums of, like, yeah, people's like, color, and it's usually like, mostly like, white people. It's usually, like, 30 shades of beige, and then, like, one really dark brown, yeah. and then, like, a reddish homber. Yeah. Like, it's a very white-dominated <laughs> skin tone, but, like, oh. because of, I don't know. It's like, if you're Asian, Fenty. you're kind of fucked. Yeah. If you're, and then. If you're, you're African-American, you're hella fucked. Unless like, you're, like, the exact shade they give you. And sometimes they don't even go that dark. Yeah. Like, they used to only go brand? about as dark. Yeah, Rihanna. No, no, so the Rihanna's brand has, like, every shade, yeah. is what she's saying. So, and, uh, Hannah's note was basically, Fenty needs to start taking notes from this guy for their next product Oh, launch. for all the green and purple people. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> but they, she has amazing lipsticks and, uh. Amazing, like, eyeshadows and stuff. Nice. Gotcha. Having fun. Okay, continue. So, uh, Kurama manages to dodge uh, his attacks, but has no time to attack himself, because, you know, Gama's, like, going around and, like, trying to do, like, some big haymaker-ass attacks, especially with, you know, being powered up by the, uh, by the makeup. 
Uh, but Kurama trips, and you would think that Gama would use this opportunity to just fucking kill him, no. but instead he's like, I'm gonna paint this cool thing on your leg. Watch out, bro. Me. <laughs> That's the thing with anime, though, and most any action movie ever, is because we need the like main character to survive, so yeah. for some reason the villain does not use their like hardest attack. Yeah. Which is weird. But hey, Tony, come here. What do you think about this episode? <laughs> Just give us the 401. Just, just say shit. whatever. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> Tony needs a shit. Yeah. Leave him alone. It's a really good part of the episode. This is a great introduction to life. <laughs> no, you've been on the show before, man. I, I have been on the show have before. Have you? He did yeah, the outro. He, he did the outro for one episode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically it's revealed that Gama, like, painted the infinity symbol on Kurama's leg. And, uh, Are you sure it wasn't just an eight? It was like, it was like an open eight. I don't know. It could it, have been sideways eight. A you never know. It, he painted something on him. It was a decorative. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a decorative thing. It's pretty. Effectively, uh, Kurama can't move that leg anymore for whatever reason. Um, and it turns out that Gama reveals like this is the makeup of chains, which in Japanese is uh, Gokujo no Sho, aka the gilding of fetters. While in the Latin American version, it's Cadenas de Maquillaje, which just means chain chains of makeup. makeup. Yeah. yeah. Man, I probably should have learned a language that wasn't German. <laughs> Dude, I'm starting to I'm regret it. I'm telling you, you got to watch the German W Hockey Show and get back to us on that shit. <sighs> I wouldn't understand. I, like, I'm I'm decent with it, but I, I imagine I'd spend more of my time trying to figure out what they say. Oh yeah, I'm decent at it, but like when it goes to the, like German, where it's like super duper something like that, it's like I got to take notes. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, Gama's demon energy transmits through the paint into Kurama's skin and makes him immobile. In the Latin American version, probably in the other versions, but this is the one I watched this time, uh, they mentioned that each of these weighs about 100 kilos. Uh, and so, you know, after Gama puts on all four of the things, like one per each of Kurama's limbs, Kurama's effectively running around with 880 pounds on him. And keep in mind, he's able to, like, jog with 880 pounds. So, turns out Kurama's uh, secret strong. I mean, he is pretty strong to begin with. Did you guys ever watch G Gundam? I asked this yeah. for a very specific reason. Do you yes. remember George Desand? No. Oh. Wait. He's the French dude who I'm pretty sure was pretty influenced by Kurama. He uses like rose. He uses like rose machines to attack. Interesting. Yeah. So the reason I bring him up is the whole time he's shown as like a skill fighter who does like sword play and stuff like that, and like Ooh, has like a small play. has like a small pistol. But during one of the final fights, where like one of the guys is about to be crushed by a, a Gundam that's like probably 20 times their size he fucking squats the whole thing so the other guy can pull out a gun and shoot that guy in the head and it's the most badass thing in the entire series because this guy who you think the entire time is just like the tactician frail dude yeah. suddenly squats like tons of weight and you're just like what the fuck and like it's it was like awesome. when two of the main characters were about to die it was so good but like this reminds me kind of that like that Karama can secretly fucking, you know, just run around with 880 pounds on him. Well, he's also a demon, so we don't know his full potential. But he's in a human body. Yeah, so it's it's still pretty fucking crazy. But, uh, yeah, Gama decides to go in for the kill. And, uh... <laughs> someone else read this line. I, I really like what uh, Hannah wrote here. Alright, Kurama's hair game is too strong to use it to hold the rose whip and fucks up Gama. <laughs> Because uh, Kurama, if you remember, keeps the rose in his hair when not in use. Yeah. I and forgot he, about that. Yeah, and even though he can't use his arms to fucking pick them up to pick up the rose, he just fucking channels it into his hair and shoots the rose out that way. He causes, like, a sick ponytail to appear because... Uh, it's pretty. Yeah, the the rose whip binds up his hair in, like, a really cool haircut. Look, Mom, no hands. Ex- 
Exactly. So where is the rose sprouting from? Uh, just in his hair. Yeah, it's okay. just... Oh, yeah, he keeps real roses in his hair. hair. Yeah. Uh, so Kurama says something to the effect of only an amateur depends on arms and legs for victory. Me? <laughs> like a, a person. Only a person. Yeah. Only people who suck. I guess you could say that Kurama used his head. Oh, god damn it. So uh, Hannah, after you know this, this kill, wrote something to the effect of insert fangirl screaming here. Uh, I did kind of. Uh, excuse me. My eight-year-old self would have been happy or was happy when I saw this. So. Nice. nice. <laughs> Don't worry, man. Me, I would probably would do you too. So uh, Gama decides to die rather than letting Karama go for makeup chains because Karama basically says, "Like, hey, man, uh, I've won. So if you could just like." I don't know, retract your energy to heal your wounds, that'd be cool. And Gamma's like, no, fuck you. And it's just like, I'm going to keep those on, and I'm going to fucking die. Yeah, it was kind of weird how he just kept trying to punch him, and his arms are falling off. It, it looks like that's what he's doing. It looks like, they play this weird music to emphasize the, like, distortedness of it. They play that song yeah. that they play when, like, weird shit's happening. Yeah. And instead, like, Gamma looks like he's going for the worst punches in the world and missing, but what he's actually doing is painting Painting. Kurama with blood splatters, such that he, like, he paints very complex kanji onto Kurama's (laughs) chest with his blood. Well, I mean, the weird part about that was, like, he was just like, oh, I did it, and it was just, like, a pattern, and then, like, it, like, flashes, and for some reason, like, show up, up and you're stuck there, and I'm like, how did that work? Oh, you know. To be fair, though, he could, he's super duper good at his paints. Yeah, he is the best calligrapher anyone has ever met. (laughs) I mean, I mean, he's good at that. Those are calligraphy brushes. I was trying to think. Yeah, they are calligraphy brushes. I swear, you know, he should just be a contestant on on RuPaul's Drag Race. He'd probably get first every time. Well, he's fucking dead now, so. Well, what's, that's not gonna stop him. We'll find we'll find Gamma's like pupil or something, but uh, yeah. So as he ca- as he dies, he cackles and says, "Death is yours." You're welcome. Um, what's he he reveals like uh, that the makeup is made from his blood and wait, could you could you go back up? Uh, the makeup is made from his blood and that the name of the technique is makeup of the seal, aka Nembaku Fuju no Sho, spell binding makeup of containment. And in the Latin American version, instead of saying death is yours, he says something that I actually really like the way it sounds in Spanish is like, uh, you know, I forget the first part of it, but like the, you know, the primary ingredient of my paint is mi propio sangre, which means my own blood. And then he just passes out dead. That's pretty awesome. Oh, no, no. Before, before he passes out dead, he says, ninjas work for the future victory. I sacrifice for my colleagues. Yeah, that's pretty much what he said. Basically, I I did. He's a Naruto character. (laughs) Yeah. Never seen Naruto, guys. Really? You sh- like? Not I honestly. Th- oh Not yeah, don't. I honestly think. I honestly think that you shouldn't at all. I think it's a great show. Tony's gonna fight you. Uh, yeah. I'm actually going. Sorry, no, Tony. I Tony's taking out the trash. Do you want to join the <laughs> trash? It, it's it's, it's like, Tony's like, I'll take out the trash. He just grabs me by the arm. So I don't know. Naruto was one of those things where I watched as a kid, right? Like I just I watched like the original series to like the tuning exams, and then I lost interest hardcore. I don't know if it was like the fan base. I'm not sure. Uh, it was kind of uh, weird. And then I never the tuning exams are kind of like okay. It's very much like a how much do you like tournament arts? <laughs> you know, apparently a lot because <laughs> yeah, because we're doing the dark tournament right now. You know, it's kind of funny. I actually struck up a conversation with the voice actor for Naruto for like about an hour talking about improv outside of a panel room. Oh, nice. I thought that was kind of interesting. She, I guess, she was big into improv as well. She oh, the really... voice actor for Naruto himself is a woman. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. You that. didn't know that? I didn't know. 
I mean, I like Naruto, and the I've English seen one? yeah, and I've seen probably a decent amount. But like, I'm not huge into Naruto the way like Tony and like my ex girlfriend and other of my friends are. Yeah, she was really cool. We were just talking about uh, improv outside, talking about this one person that wanted to get into it. I was like, yeah, it was really fun. Nice. I have to say, it's probably my best Phoenix Comic Con experience. Huh, that's the, cool. the thing, the, yeah, I I think maybe I. I'd like to do the thing is I got it, I it came on when I was in that era where I stopped watching anime. Oh yeah, it's it was kind of a weird era because it was like that and Bleach at the time. It was like oh five I think when yeah I, four or yeah. five because I was going to, I was in middle school yeah. and I, I kind of wanted to be cool. <laughs> like I didn't want to be. A nerd I don't think anymore. that worked, Patrick. <laughs> Damn. No, it didn't. It didn't work. I got beat up very heavily in, in middle school, but oh. I, I tried my best. It's good. Damn. Anyway. Speaking about people using Kurama's energy, am I right, Naruto fans? Uh, Kurama's demon energy is contained even though Gama is dead because, like, it turns out the blood will contain, like, enough of his spirit energy for a while to, like, keep him under lock and key. So wait, so who is he paying the entire time with his blood? Huh? Was yeah. he paying the entire time with his yeah. blood? Yeah. It Gross. Me propio sangre, come on. <laughs> no, no, I know with the arm thing, but before that... Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he said, yeah, the primary ingredient of the paint is my blood. That's pretty metal. Yeah, it is so, really Fenty, fucking metal. So, Fenty, please don't use Rihanna's blood, actually. Actually, I'm sure that know, would sell pretty well. <laughs> some people would buy that. You know, they actually did that with um the flame Kiss? Lips. What? Oh, I, I thought you were going to say Kiss, because Kiss sold a comic that had their blood in it. That, but the the Flaming Lips... Uh, no, it was... um They did this record where they... Uh, it was a collab. It was like a Hetty Fuenz or something like that. It basically was uh, the lead singer of Flaming Lips, uh, Kesha, um, a few other collab artists. Did they all put their blood together? Yeah, he collected and blood, and, blood? And, and put it in, put it in a record. Oh, God. It was about a couple. I think it was a couple thousand dollars. But let's never talk use, about blood again. Did they use the same needle? Yeah, of course. They're all no. blood brothers. Actually, now. speaking of weird bodily fluids, this entire team is fucking weird. Uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Think about it. Just think about like the next two episodes. It's just Bakken and like okay. Toya doesn't use bodily fluids. Oh, okay. Yeah, he does. He uses his own farts. Or Jen, sorry. Jen does. God damn it! He he breaks when. So, anyways, the next uh, the next fighter up is Toya, uh, the master of ice. Nothing uh, Hannah, about Joe. <laughs> Hannah hasn't written as as the hottie master, uh, and he says Kurama's gonna pay. So uh, yeah, let's move on to the characters introduced in this episode. Team Masho, aka Team Mashotsukai, uh, <laughs> says Shinobi of the Hidden Leaf Village, but it's the spirit world, y'all. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a Naruto reference. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's Naruto's village. Yep. I gotcha. Uh, we have a picture of Jin. Team I'll Captain. I think they. I think she messed up. Go for it. So, Team Captain, Jin, Best Boyo, bold capital letters. Boyoi. <laughs> but more about him later. Uh, design resembles a Kijimuna. Yeah. Uh, childlike demons from the Okinawa folklore. Yeah, so it's specifically Okinawan as opposed to, like, mainland Japanese, but, like... Like most aspects of Okinawan culture, mainland Japan has sort of taken it up as their own as well. And ignore that people from Okinawa are their own people. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of, it's it's weird. We could get into this, but like, the Okinawan people are their own people, but also are and aren't. Yeah, but I don't think a lot of people recognize them. Now, I think current day, I think it's getting better. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But as far as recent past... Um, 
they barely were recognized as their own culture, essentially. Yeah. Like, eh, they're there, but they're Japanese, or, like, they're, you know, yeah. it's kind of a weird... Japan's kind of a weird blend of a homogeneous culture, but not... So Yeah, so Japan has like this very weird thing where a lot of the people that you would describe as the modern Japanese were a combination of people who lived in mainland Japan before a Korean settlement that came out like thousands or a thousand years ago, like more than a thousand years ago, and came down into Japan, and them like getting together, forming like a joined culture, but also having like a separate group who lived in Okinawa and like a separate group who lived way in the north who gradually also genetically fused in, but Okinawa, due to its relative uh, distance from like the rest of stuff, uh, also had other people who ruled them at different times. So there are aspects of Okinawan culture that are actually derived more directly from Chinese culture and from their pre-Chinese, prehistoric own culture. And so hence why Okinawa has like relics of their own stuff, like the Kijimuna, and like uh, karate. So karate is not actually originally Japanese, it's Okinawan. Yes, and if we all know from history, we all know that the Japanese and Chinese never really got along. Well, same depends on what era, because there were certain eras where Japan was like, let's import all this science from China. Well, I mean, just in recent, like oh, the last hundred yeah. years. Yeah, in the last couple hundred years. Like, yeah. I mean, Japan, I, I think it's a common thing where, every, where Japan just has no good relationships with anybody. Like at at one point, I think all the neighbors pretty much hated them. It's different points in history. I meant like like World War Two. I'm thinking oh, World well, War Two. Yeah. So in the in the twentieth century, in the first half of the twentieth century, people had contentious relationships with Japan. In the latter half, uh, Japan had good relationships with a number of countries. Uh, well, yeah, the latter half I can see that, but the beginning it's kind of uh, maybe you wanna. What's interesting is Japan actually had a really good relationship with the West in the earliest parts of the 20th century because they were like, we're like effectively the new white people. We're hanging out with you guys, right, brothers? (laughs) And then then they got salty. And then World War II happened. It's like, oh, fuck. He was like, hey, you want to help me out? Hell yeah. Yeah. So uh, so we scroll down for Gama, who, uh, as said, is the master of disguise. You know, famous Dana Harvey movie. A Dana Carvey movie, but uh, he was the main villain of today's episode. This is Moi of Evil. I don't know what that means. means makeup artist. Makeup artist of evil. Okay, I'm sorry. I was unaware of this. I should I should learn more. We need to get into fashion, Joe. <laughs> yeah, we, a, there's good. There's a female reading the notes today. Let's become the new Try Guys, Patrick. Come on, <laughs> oh, let's do it. We'll be the property brothers of uh of the fashion world. Anyway, I don't know what the Property Brothers property are. Property Brothers is an HGTV show. Dude, uh, Property Brothers is Two TV. hot Canadian men. Hey, we can be hot Canadian One men. One guy's like a contractor. Like, I think you are going to say con artist. I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, if you think about it. And the other guy no. is like a home interior designer, so they quote unquote work together to make you a home or some bullshit. Yeah, Let's do it, man. That's that's my that's my darkest, deepest secret is that I really like Property Brothers a lot. Nice. I should sign one of you guys up for... Um, uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the new series. Love those. Guys. I'd be down. That'd be great, actually. My grandmother would I'm actually volunteer, Patrick. My grandmother would actually watch something I'm in. Nice. So we. That's not around. anime podcasts. You probably shouldn't have her listen to this ever. So Ruka, uh, she's the <laughs> hello nurse of our times. Um, <laughs> Hannah's note says nurse hottie biscotti, uh, a totally qualified healthcare <laughs> professional. And Lamau JK, definitely not licensed. <laughs> uh, to be honest, you could probably have been... Di- uh, what's that called when it's like the fake one? Uh, like 
Not trap. Uh, what's the fake? The, the guys that do fake healthcare is like uh, herbal chiropractors. Hi- they're they're kind of legit. Well, they're kind of legit. Uh, you like holistic re- medicine? Well, that the one where it's like you know it's like it's like the, it's we made a joke about Karama being that like the, oh homeopathic homeopathic. Medicine, yeah. <laughs> homeopathic. What's homeopathic? Uh, homeopathic medicine is where they introduce small amounts of poison into your body because they're like yeah this will help you heal. It's like what are you talking about? I always thought homeopath was just, like, general fake, like, you know, giving you different random herbs and, like, some berries no, and that's shit. holistic. That's, like, holistic medicine. But, like, holistic... Homeopathic's yeah. straight up dangerous. Yeah. Holistic medicine can be dangerous if you're like, I have cancer, and, like, I think I can cure myself with vegetables. Yeah. So the Steve but, Jobs approach... But, like, it's approach. okay if you're... Yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, the Steve Jobs approach. <laughs> holistic medicine's probably okay if you're relatively healthy. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, ah, oh, it's a better lifestyle. Just no more junk food. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Fantastic. Don't load yourself up with too much ibuprofen. That's that's fine, but if you're like genuinely like very very sick, it's then not a don't good. do it. It's, talk to your doctor. Yeah, I'm talk be, to your doctor, your MD or DO. I'm be honest, we physician's have, assistant, yeah, a nurse, any of these people, any of those people, and maybe if you really want a holistic person, yeah. But really, your PA, your like whatever, DHPYZ, like whatever sort of doctor that one dude in Ranma was. Um. So. A good I don't want to like rag on her because she's very nice. But like speaking of holistic medicine, there's a girl, uh, a woman. She's she's an adult. I was Wait, talking you know to. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I was okay. talking to, and uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm like I'm a holistic doctor." And I was like, "Oh, that's crazy. Like, what? Like, I I was genuinely interested. I wasn't trying to be an asshole, but she's. I was like, well, what medical school? Like, I didn't know that was like a. So like, is that a PhD program? Like, I'm kind of curious. She's like, oh no, like it was like this like certificate program. I'm oh. like. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. Like, oh, that's. I was like, well, that's. I don't know how legitimate like a certificate program is, but then again, I see like where conspiracy theories come into play. Where like not all medicine has been good for us in the past. Tuskegee, but yeah. like <laughs> I legit as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, Tuskegee, Tuskegee. If you don't know what Tuskegee is, I don't look know it, up. it. Look it up. It's fucked up. Yeah, your yeah. wildest dreams, and it's relatively recent. What's interesting is. uh there's another thing also called Tuskegee that is actually a really important and proud aspect of African American history. Then there's another part that is not. There's another part that's the opposite. Look both of them up. Uh, I'm kind of worried now. I have no idea what that is. Uh, One so- of them was a terrible experiment done on African Americans. The other was an incredibly decorated Air Force division made of African Americans. Oh, yeah. So what we're talking about is the Tuskegee experiments, which uh, I'll give a basic. I think it was chlamydia. So they had, yeah, it was they had. I don't think they gave anyone chlamydia, but basically they took a, a couple hundred African American men with a, some sort of disease. I'm pretty sure it was chlamydia. I think it was chlamydia they yeah. had chlamydia. They did oh, not. Might have, might it have been syphilis? Because Syph- I remember, oh, syphilis, yeah, it was syphilis because their so brains fucking rotted. So essentially, they knew, like these scientists, these white scientists knew these African and poor African American men had syphilis and did absolutely nothing. They didn't even tell them did nothing because they wanted to see what the progression was like. Yeah, it was like Joseph Mengele type shit. Like was, the and this was in the fifties. Yeah, let's know some unit. Uh, the unit three four nine. Oh yeah, so that's the Japanese equivalent of the Mengele experiments. Yeah, mm-hmm. just try to tie it into the pot. No. Yeah, <laughs> Japanese culture. And woohoo! Full circle, baby. <laughs> but fun fact, uh, yeah, the Tuskegee Airmen, beautiful, brave men. Um, the Tuskegee experiments done <laughs> Not on so African American yeah. men without their really consent or fun. knowledge fucked up beyond belief. Um, there's plenty more like that. So. Yikes. Fun fact. There's no smooth way to transition. So episode 38 <laughs> in the US, Kurama's stand. In Japanese, a desperate Kurama. Body paint of death. 
Yeah, we should probably speed this up because we're already like an hour into this. Yeah, agreed. I think we started late too, but let's just do this. Uh, so, Krama's spirit energy is sealed by the dying efforts of Gama as his pain was actually mixed with his blood. Ew. Krama is to battle Toya, described as an ice master. Krama breaks free of paralysis but is denied access to his spirit energy. Toya attacks Kurama multiple times, but is unable to target the vital points. Kurama defeats Toya by implanting his plants in his own body to use as a weapon, however, falling unconscious. Do you guys want to do this more, just, like, talk about it overall? Is yeah, and then, like, every once in a while, if a note comes up, it's worth look. Yeah, yeah, so please. just, uh, yeah. So Toya wants to fight, avenge Gama's death, because, like, Toya, while, like, he is very, like, honorable in the way, like, in the way that Jin is is much more like a, yeah, but I should still follow the rules of my clan. Right. And so like, he's like, yeah, fucking revenge is honorable. Let's do this shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so as mentioned, Krama still can't move, has like 880 pounds on him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so the fight's kind of getting off to an unfair start. So the sponsor of the team, of Team Masho, Butajiri, who is one of the members of Black Black Club, uh, finds Sakyo sitting with the demon audience uh, to Haiki brag about his team, saying, why are you sharing ass space with these animals? I don't remember what his U.S. voice sounds like. <laughs> also, did he straight up say ass space? Because he did not say the equivalent in, in Spanish. I wonder. I, I assume so. Culo espacio. Culo. Anyways. Is ass space even a thing? I know. I don't think it is a thing. Let's make it a thing. Uh, but, yeah, Get so... Get on my ass space, Megan. But You're Butch- on your own ass space, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Butajiri suspects that Tarukne was killed by Yusuke, uh, you know, and Sakio doesn't go out of his way to correct him, but, you know, it's just kind of a matter of dra- dramatic irony, because I think Butajiri is just like, even though he's corrupt, he's like, yeah, motherfuckers killed, you know, our friend that none of us liked. Let's treat them badly. <laughs> Come on, you always, you always have that one friend you gotta stand that up for. That you wish had his head exploded. But then, like, when he actually dies, you're like, Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like Hans Gruber in, uh, in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh. I've never like, seen Die Hard. It, ba- basically, one of the guy's brothers dies. Like, yeah, I hate my brother, too. But you also killed my brother, so I have to kill you, too. Yeah. It's essentially yeah. what the, the notes of that whole movie is. So, that's pretty goofy. Have you ever seen the Police Story movies? Yeah. Okay, did you ever watch Police Story 2? Yes. The fucking, like, you, <laughs> the guy that we fought in the first movie who was, like, a major crime lord and we beat the shit out of him, he tried to have us killed? You killed him? Well, he was my enemy, but I'm also pissed off that you killed him. Just Pretty like, much. what the fuck are you talking about? Pretty yeah. sure there's a... What year did that come out? Like, 80s, like, mid-80s. Okay, yeah. Cause yeah, I, could, I, I think it's... Yeah. I don't think anyone copied anyone, but it's very much a, like, this is... Your revenge case doesn't make much sense. But, um, yeah, so Kurama tries to stall, uh, t- tries to stall Toya by asking why the shinobi wanted to reveal themselves. And, uh, Toya responds by, they want to see the light. They want freedom. And, uh, Hannah notes that, you know, Alexa, play, play Break Free by Queen. Uh, what? Now, I'm hoping people are listening to this out loud so that Alexa's just started playing. No, 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 what did... I tried to say, uh... What is that song, the famous one? I don't know what you're talking about. Ex pay despeciado. Oh, despacito? Despaci- you say that wrong wow! every time. Patrick, that's the most embarrassing thing you've ever said. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I keep calling it despeciado every fucking time. Oh, I think you're you thinking of desperado and despacito at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so, my friend got the lyrics wrong and she was singing oh, no. she's like... No, no, no. Escondido. It's like, well, I mean, that is a legitimate Spanish word, but that's not the lyric. <laughs> I was like, 
like, okay, close enough. Sounds right. Yes. So uh, basically, Toyo's like, yeah, we want Hangak Island and we want to like rule this place. They don't exactly elaborate like why or what they were going to do with it, but it's just kind of like what they're doing. I guess like the equi- the implication is like, yo, man, we've lived as like underworld assassins and like we just want a fucking place to call our own now instead of just being mercenaries. Like this is the plot of the first half of the Berserk series. I mean, it's it's nice and all, but I mean, they got to murder the protags to do it, so I don't agree. What's up? It's a kind of a nice thought, but it's like, uh, they gotta murder the protags to do it, though, so... Oh, yeah. Like, I think their goal is, like, noble, but I think what they're doing is not. Yeah, no, they're... I mean, to be honest, their boss is kind of a dick, too. Yeah. And I think they've been bonded by battle to this point, but, like, as they try to legitimize, they notice their differential... Like, their differential goals, and it's only becoming obvious... Like, once they get closer to that, you know? This is getting too real for me. Yeah, no, this is, like, some real, like, ways teams fall apart is, like, oh, we're getting closer to success and it becomes more obvious that we actually have very different, like, sub-goals. Like, this shit happens in, like, you know, real teams and such. And bands. Relationships. Yeah, right? Well, yeah, that definitely this is getting, like, <laughs> yeah, this The is realer getting... things get, sometimes... That's why I said it's getting way too real. That's okay. why when people get married, hoping... sometimes they regret that shit. Oh, yeah. Me and, yeah, me and Risha just did not work out. Shout out to my ex. No. You have exes? Uh, <laughs> Damn! Wow, well... Uh, so, speaking of cold shit, Kie says the Toyo is a legit ice master, unlike Saryu, the ice guy from the Saint Beast. Hey, Alexa? Call a drone strike on Hey, Hagen. Alexa? <laughs> Where can I find a rope? Oh my god. Uh, to lasso some... Uh, whoever sells rope? I'm having trouble hearing you. Fine. Okay, so uh, Toya does like some sort of climate control technique and freezes the air around the uh, arena. And, uh, you know, Toya is very cautious and wants to attack from a distance because he saw what fucking happened to Gama. He's like, well, I don't want to get my arms fucking cut off or anything. So I'm going to stay back and, uh, you know, his hand gets all green and glowy uh, or blue. Oh, but Hannah writes, a blue color would have made more sense, but I, I, I'm a, like, in my opinion, since ice is blue, haha. <laughs> Uh, but he blows, quote-unquote, shards of winter, uh, a.k.a. Mateki uh, Sandansha, uh, and in the Latin American version, Cristales de Hielo, at, at Kurama. Uh, so Gama's spell is slowly wearing off, and Kurama's more and more able to dodge. Uh, but regardless, like he's still trying to dodge an entire storm of like basically ice shards being shot at him, and these are like razor sharp. Uh, he could do it. I trust him. He does it pretty well, actually. Despite having 800 pounds on him? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So Keiko yells, you know, out to there, like, uh, she tells Yusuke to kick Toya's ass, uh, and she's apparently fed up with the rules, so, you know, Keiko, she's uh, she's getting a bit more uh, rough and tumble, kind of to her own surprise, as Shizuru's like, oh, yeah, g- go girl, and then she's like, oh, sorry, I just got really into the moment. It's cute. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite quote from this is, like, when the guy was, like, saying, what would you do in the outer world? It's like, uh, not do this? I have this quote written down. I don't know what the context was. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't about you, Hakusho. It's very weird. It so like you're asking evil. someone about like their jail time? Like, what yeah. would you do outside? You were just visiting a friend in prison. He's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I take over uh, an island uh, full of demons, uh, and then we just hang out in the light. You know. What does that mean? We die. <laughs> yeah. When it's I like... say the light, I mean the sweet release of death. We're heaven's gate. <laughs> yeah. We wear these cool black hoods and oh, robes. Fuck. Oh, fuck. They're heaven's gate. We hey, talked Siri? about that in the last episode, actually. Hey, Siri, where can I find Nikes? <laughs> it's like purple Nikes, right? 
One option I found is Nike Factory Store. Oh, I didn't want to say where we were, so. So Kurama realizes that he can he has access to his own energy through his blood because you know, like midichlorians, uh, spirit energy <laughs> oh, is. <laughs> oh, midichlorians. Yeah. Uh, so, but he mentions sadly he'd have to bleed himself dry to defeat Toya. He even tries creating a rose whip, and the rose shatters in his fucking hand because he can't release enough energy. Um, so he continues getting the shit kicked out of him. Uh, Toya is then confused why the fuck Kurama's not dead yet and uh, realized Kurama's been using less vital parts of his body to just fucking take the hit instead of, I don't know, getting stabbed in the heart by ice. That's Fair a enough. legit strat. No, it is a legit strat. And what's interesting is, like, Toya even says something to the effect of, like, you must be old like me. And I'm just like, I, I get what you're going for, like, the wise old guy thing, like, the wise old immortal thing, but this seems like something anyone who's thinking on their feet would do. <laughs> Wow, you must be old. You aren't getting hit in the vital places. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just imagining Kurama's like, correct, yes. <laughs> but... The rationale doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, so one of the things later on in the battle, Toria creates an ice sword in his hand and gets all slashy slashy. <laughs> so he's trying to cut that guy up badly. And Kurama said to take responsibility by getting slashed in the arm and then... Just a cute struggle of sadness. Yeah, that song starts playing, because it, it's gotta. Yep, does this on purpose to plant one of his death plant seeds inside of his arm and let it manifest. So he basically planted it inside of himself, mm-hmm. trying to get himself impregnated. Yeah, I was going to say, this is self-impreg, all right. It's canon? Yep. Uh, all the Yu show fetish stuff. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, as Toy is about to deliver the final blow and stab like Karama right in the face... Uh, Kurama's death plan sprouts, like, rapidly, captures Toya's arms, and then fucking stabs him in the chest. And the final the final uh, decision was made. Roses beat ice. Every time. Some of my favorite Pokemon types. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, Toya basically says, please kill me. Uh, Kurama says, no, I want to know if you could make your life better. And I, I remember this line being slightly different in the Latin American... Oh, yeah, in the Latin American version, Kurama asks, it, like, asks him... Like, what were you going to do with the light? But then, like, as Toya, like, is about to answer, Kurama's like, actually, my injuries are far worse than Toya's, so... And then he just passes out. But, like, standing. Like, yeah, standing. Like, standing there. They're just like, well, fuck it. <laughs> like, I have wondered if this is, like, a... Did the fucking death the, plant go in such a way that it's just holding his arms I and legs up? I think so. I think that was what I thought. Like, it's growing kind of like a tree. Yeah. Where, like, his... Everything's still, not, like, really, like, loose and, like, floppy. Um, Weekend and burning it. Chroma's always hard. Uh, he's uh, immortal. Still, still fifteen. Still no, immortal. He's, he's, he's eternal. Immortal. Yeah. He's eternal. Uh, so <laughs> the, the you know Yusuke wants to fight next since uh, Chroma is like knocked out. But the tournament committee uh, in you know hanging out and in, in agreeing with Bakken is like nah he's standing so he can fucking fight. Fuck it, man. So, More fighting uh, for this man. Yeah, but more fighting for this dude. So Bakken jumps in. He's a huge uh, muscle-bound brute type dude. Uh, he's rude as hell, throws Koto off the stage. Stop Koto abuse, please. Yeah. We need a PSA. Koto. Koto abuse is child abuse. Seriously. Uh, yeah, I mean, now we found out she's 15 and I have to get rid of all my search history. But uh, he's basically grabbed his laptop oh, and he is clearing it now. Okay, speaking of children. Oh, uh, God. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you guys did it. I think I told you about this, but like, there's like that one sectuplet show. 
the oct- is that is that the one with the the, the mom with the Are you eight kids? Of Octo- o- no, Octomom. Not Octomom. Yeah, no, 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 it's an anime. Oh, There's I don't know. There's six brothers who look identical. They all have different personalities, though. It's is an this anime. Gonna, is this going to be a harem thing? Oh my god! The do- like the regular show apparently oh, is a fuck, fun is family it? friendly show or oh, whatever. Like it's like a cute common. The doujin for that particular. If you know what this show is, let me know. Not that I <laughs> let me know. Let me know. <laughs> no, but like, I can't remember because like I my friends tell me like oh it's a funny show. But the only time I've ever seen it was, was through the doujins, and the doujins are wild, yo. They are cra- they are like the most graphic motherfucking like doujins I've ever seen. Wait, is it motherfucking in this case or not? It's brother fucking. I'm pr- there's no third, like there's no seventh character who is not related to all of them. It's each other with each other, and they all are identical. So like I don't know how it. Anyway, so. This Kodo thing is not that bad, like, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh... We're pretty did, sure we probably should cut that. Eh, you didn't say it. Anyways. Uh, it's kind of not the point, but Patrick's whatever. doing it under protest. Uh, let's it's keep fine, going. Fuck okay. it. Uh, so, yeah. We're so, going to hell anyway, so why fuck, not go deeper? Fuck it. <laughs> let's see how deep we can go. Uh, that was that was the name of the dungeon, actually. Oh, uh, so Bakken... <laughs> oh my god, Joe! So Bakken is beating the unconscious Karama into the ground, and uh, Bakken says, You look so peaceful with your little flowers. What the fuck? That was actually a surprisingly... Anyway, yeah, That is so creepy. Yeah, it really is. Uh, he is furious that his BF is getting beaten up. Uh, no, he's like, I, 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 I wrote that actually, oh, you not wrote Hannah. That, Hannah. I was like Hannah, yes. I was like, this seems like something Hannah would write. I'm writing it. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's clarify. She's not getting beat. He's getting demolished. Oh yeah, it's, like, it's is, bad. It's it's like punching like a sack of meat at this point. Reminder: He also has a fucking killer plant inside of him too. <laughs> so magnify all these well, injuries. Well, I mean, he's being unconscious. Like really, can't feel like a special. I know, but like when you get out of it, you're gonna be like, oh, oh fuck. Did someone beat what? the shit on me after I was asleep? Like, yes. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. So uh, Koto starts counting to ten, so Bakken picks up Krama and starts punching him and being like, he's not on the ground, you can't fucking count to ten. <laughs> doesn't count. Yeah, doesn't count, baby. And then, like, the... Fr- <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Okay, the freeze frame, you know they do, like, a little artsy freeze frame? Yeah. The freeze frame for this one was kind of weird. Oh, it was very hentai. It was very, like... Because it looked like Karama was, like, laying back and kind of, like... And he's not he's unconscious. Like, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, but then no like, no Bakken Yamate. Like, essentially, yeah. and then like Bakken is like this big, muscly, sweaty dude, like going ah, like. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the first ending shot where I'm just like, I, wow. don't, I don't know what y'all are doing, but Patrick, are you looking it up or? No, I just want to check the recording. Make sure oh, it's okay. going. Cool, cool. So yeah, uh, the characters in this episode: Toya, a uh, very pretty uh, Ice Man. Uh, Hannah has him described as icy 90s teen heartthrob. It's true. Very Ooh, sassy. If young Leonardo DiCaprio was an anime boy. I see it. Solid, I see it. solid. Okay. Um, noble and cool. Like ice. <laughs> Baby. Oh my god. And now we got the evil sugar daddy, Butajiri. <laughs> Looking 90s as fuck because he has a bunch of production monitor TVs behind him. And then he has like this really it's like going wide to my house. set shoulder pad suit. I think he just has wide shoulders, but like, yeah. it looks like the shoulder pads are bigger than his like... <laughs> uh, Looking like a football player. <laughs> Hannah describes him as a not-so-vague resemblance to IRL politicians. I'm thinking he looks like... Um, Trump? He's looking- no, he does not look like Trump. He looks like a... Uh, the jowl kind of looks... Yeah, I mean, kind of the jowl, but I'm thinking he looks like, oh, God, dude ran for president oh, oh, on the Republican oh, ticket. Uh, um, I mean, he wasn't... Ted Cruz? No, no, uh, no. 
I know. Uh, I'll start with a G. Is he the guy that wanted to send uh, make a moon base? No. No. He, he he was the one who was leading the impeachment calls for Obama? for Clinton back oh, in the nineties. Oh, whatever. Uh, was he a senator? It wasn't Newt Gingrich, yeah, he, was it? It was Newt, Newt Gingrich. Gingrich. Yeah, he looks. That's like what we're saying. Yeah. The guy wanted to make the, the moon base. Oh, he wanted oh, to make a moon base. Oh, you didn't remember that? He was, he was like, "Yeah, if I'm elected president, we'll make a moon base." Instead, we got a space force. I mean, close enough, right? Yeah. So he's the Team Macho sponsor, and uh, it says "Dirty Capitalist," who's a dirty cheater. Mm. And that also applies to Newt Gingrich, I guess. Uh, but yeah. So next episode. Um, episode thirty-nine. In the U.S., it's crushing revenge. In Japanese, it's annihilation. Yusuke's iron fist of fury. I can see why they didn't use that title in the English <laughs> one because it contains both iron fist and fist of fury, both of which are trademarked. To be fair, I think I'd want to see Yusuke in the iron fist tournament. I wonder how far he would get. Oh, I wasn't even thinking Tekken. I was thinking the shitty Marvel TV series Iron, iron fist. fist. Oh no, I was thinking Tekken the whole yeah. time. I, I kind of makes sense. Iron fist. Okay, that that's is the good. worst of them, by the way. I hate Iron Fist. I think that's a universally held opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best. Well, I know some people who don't like Jessica Jones, though, so... Jessica Jones, I, I like the noir of it, but... Uh, I like the first one, the first season. Anyway. I haven't watched that They need Daredevil 3 to come right now. Mm. Blade 4. Punisher 17. I'm gonna be honest, uh, I, I, I'm actually, I actually would be up for another Blade movie. I would, too, and I want it to be Wesley Snipes again. Fuck like casting anyone new. Just keep the old listen, characters. Listen, we forgive you, Wesley, for your tax evasion. Can I, you just please I give I never a had a problem with Wesley's tax evasion. Like, obviously, pay your taxes, but you should have been making those fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, like, what is your excuse? What, locked up in jail? Schwarzenegger was governor, and he starred in, like, two movies. Nice. So, uh, Actually, uh, it's like a false equivalency. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you have more rights as a governor. Uh, but in this episode, Baka and another member of Team Mashotsukai uh, brutally assaults the comatose Kurama... Nevertheless, Kurama's life is spared after noticing Yusuke preparing to use his spirit gun in retaliation. Bakken uses his sweat glands to create a fog of mist in the ring, attacking a blindsided Yusuke. It is apparent, however, that Yusuke uses his spirit... Spirit gun. No, I'm, I'm reading this and that doesn't... Yeah, okay, whatever. It is apparent, however, that Yusuke uses his spirit gun in order to clear the mist, making the ring visible. Yusuke punches Bakken in the stomach for payback for, of his cruelty, utterly damaging his thoracic cage <laughs> knocking him out of the ring Jin the master uh, the wind user of Team Macho then faces off against Yusuke displaying the ability of flight wow I like how that was a weirdly written thing and then it's a and it's thoracic cage fuck it oh my god so like this one grossed me out like I was just watching it oh yeah this one is the gross one it grossed me out on two different levels because one he sweats He's like he's just getting sweaty. Everyone's like, "What the fuck is he doing? Is he constipated? Is he taking kind of yeah, shit?" Yeah, I, I was saying. I wrote in the notes like, like, "Looks like he's taking a poop." Yeah, like a the poop. hell, that nigga poop. Um, but like one, it's gross, and then two, he's just like, I think what is it? Um, what's what's Karama's sister's name again? You mean Kobara's? Kobara, Kobara, Shizuru. Shizuru's like something weird about this one, and then the entire fucking stadium gets covered in his sweat. So like, essentially, it's a boys' locker room at a high school. It's like a boys' wrestling room. Yeah, but they, they didn't even like. No one commented on the smell. They're no, just they like, did. oh wait, oh, they're saying uh, maybe, maybe not, not, like, maybe not in the Latin sweat. American version or something. Maybe not in the American version. Maybe maybe this didn't mind it. No, but like in in Japanese, they're just like, what the fuck does that smell? <laughs> like, to be fair, look at all the demons that surround them. Like a lot of them don't even have clothes on, so it probably is a funk to begin with. Hey I man, mean... maybe they smell. Maybe they take baths regularly. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we just don't wear clothes because that's not part of our culture. Yeah. Why? Why are you here to judge? Yeah. Also, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> fuck, uh, 
They're like wearing rags and shit. Hey, man. That's their skin, dog. It's my natural That's a skinned mind. dog. It's my natural musk. Oh, God. Oh, musk. It was... Man, I could like... Musk. It reminded me of being like in the wrestling room. Yeah. Like when like people were trying to cut weight. Yes. But you weren't supposed to be cutting weight. But you're like, coach was like, no, just like a couple degrees or no air yeah, conditioning like, in oh, the summer. Weird, like, it's humid in here and we're in Arizona. Why am I wearing sweatpants? Right. Oh, I need yeah. a waist and hounds. Great. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of um, thought the whole time that the whole arena smelled like a mixture of really bad BO and Axe body spray. Body nah, nah, dude. It all That's a locker room. It's got to smell like the kick-ass it's... food that Quen was been eating, too. Oh like, he just God. had a huge thing of shabu nabe. shabu. It was nabe. It was oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. Imagine after that, you probably have to throw it away. Oh, after the sweat thing? He's like, oh. Well, no, he's in his own private box with his own private Oh, yeah, so he probably has, like, a cool air conditioner. Yeah. It doesn't look like it was a private box. It looked like it was open. Oh, was it? I always thought it was just... It like... looked open. No, because Quen was area is a private box. He does, but it's not It's not like a window. It's, like, open. But, oh. like, whenever they show him, he's not covered in fog. Yeah, maybe it just dissipates at that high in the stadium, because he's, like, stories up. Still, I probably yeah, would double-check that food. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, Bakken continues to beat the shit out of Karama. Uh, Risho and Jin look on, and Jin is pretty disgusted by what he sees, because again, Jin's all about the real fight, you know, no no fixed bullshit. Uh, so, Koto tries again to take a 10 count, and Hannah wrote that uh, Bakken pushes uh, Koto away. It looked like a punch to me. Yeah, yeah she, but... he punched that. Yeah. Like, punch... Stop abusing Koto, please. Be nicer to Koto. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> stop being rude. Yeah, but he's about to break Kurama's face, aka kill him. When uh, Team Macho's actual captain, Risho, tells him to stop. And, you know, Bakken's like, why the fuck should I stop? And Risho's like, if you don't, you're going to die. Which initially sounds like Risho is, like, threatening him until he points out that Yusuke has his spirit gun trained on him. And, like, I don't know if this is true in the other versions, but in the Latin American version, he says, that kid is willing to blow you away and the entire crowd behind you. So take this as a real threat. The thing, the way that was subtitled in the Japanese version was he's he's wanting to... Because the way they implied that the whole stadium would attack him if he did. So there's the way that I got it was like he'll blow you away and face the wrath of the entire stadium if to just to kill you and he wouldn't care. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that, that's a. I, I think all these actually did the line pretty good justice. Yeah, and one of the things I thought was kind of funny was like Koto's literally stop if you continue it will threaten his life and it's like <laughs> so like the other couple guys that he's killed and his teammate is killed like I like how Koto was trying to defend this guy don't you'll kill him. What about everybody else that died? Like, even the guy, like, five minutes ago that he killed. Another question that I've been having, like, with these dudes all wearing cloaks, how the fuck did they fight in the previous rounds? Well, I mean, obviously, shut up. You know what? That's, maybe this is their first, yeah, because everyone's like, oh my god, it's Jin. What a surprise. Like, yeah, it, what, didn't they say round? that? I think he had a buy or something. They must have had a buy or something. Oh, it just no, no. So they they've had to have had a fight at this point because now it is the third round and no one had a buy that got them that far except for Team Tagoro. Well, Team Tagoro is the only team that has a more than two round buy. Does it count as a buy if one of the the teammates murders the entire team? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, why not? Because right. literally, no, they they didn't have two buys. They had remember Trigoro, Trigoro just fucking murdered. Well, yeah, somebody. but then if you look at the tournament bracket, they get to skip like two rounds after that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it just occurred to me, all these dudes have stealth powers, so probably they just got. I wouldn't be surprised if Bakken just fought all the other teams before this point and just like sweated out and just punched them. Well, I mean, because yeah, I think Bakken did fight him because it was like no one was surprised with Bakken, but everybody else was like, oh. Jin. Yeah. Because, like, everyone knew, because remember, he was, like, saying, oh, that's how you fight people. You, you put mist and you punch them. 
Because as you tell beforehand, he didn't use the mist against anybody else. So um, he didn't even fight anybody else, did he? I mean, they, they didn't show it. There's a chance he could have fought other people before. Exactly. So, like, Grisho could have won as well because, like, he has earth power. So he could have just, like, literally pushed people out of the arena, like, Toph style by just, like, moving. Yeah. yeah, just moving the earth under them. Yeah, so that's a good point. But I do th- think it was kind of interesting. But my, my old theory is that it was just, oh, he just kind of. He just like fought them himself, just like Chigoro, you know, Chigoro did. Yeah, this is this is Team the Last Airbender, sweat bending. Sweat bending. Oh, we got Earth. Wind. Yeah, we got Earth, Wind, wind. Water, Water. Ice. Uh, there's no fire. there's no fire, but like let's just say sweat is the. Oh, you know who's fire? The nurse. I don't know if she's on the team. Hey, man, you know what their theme should be? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Damn it! Sorry, <laughs> Joe. You thought you thought I could you thought you could escape that reference? God. You know it was coming. Yeah, but uh, so Ruka then says that Yusuke saved Kurama, but Hiei mentions that he actually saved her because uh, Hiei and the mass Fighter were both about to bust out themselves. So, you know, kind of making what initially sounds like idle threats until they explain more and more that, like, uh, you know, Hiei and the mass Fighter's power are both coming back, but Hiei's especially because he just, like, turns on his fucking dragon powers, gets on, like, a really cool purple aura. He's like, fuck this tournament! <laughs> I play by my own rules. Basically. So, uh, Kuwabara, like, then try... Oh, so, yeah. So, fucking... Sorry, I skipped some shit. But, uh... Kuwabara wants to enter the ring, but his fucking spine cracks. This is, like, more a comedic relief thing. He's not act Like, he wasn't gonna get in the ring. The x-ray thing for a second, and, yeah. like, he falls over. But, uh, Yusuke mean mugs Bakken, and the third match begins with, uh, Bakken... Starting to sweat like crazy and covers the entire arena in his sweat mist, uh, which gross. in, <laughs> yeah. So gross. In, uh, yeah, the Japanese, like, so it's called the white mist or the Shura Ninjutsu Hakuen no Kiri, uh, Asura Ninja Technique Vapor of White Mist, or in the Latin American version, Umo Blanco, which just literally means white mist. Uh, now Yusuke can't see for shit in this mist, and he manages to dodge what looks like a tornado thing, but I wasn't sure if this was actually a tornado-like attack, or if Bakken was spinning, or if Bakken, just to show, like, you couldn't tell exactly where his movements were coming from, they didn't show Bakken himself, but instead a representation of, like, this is the force going through. I think it was, like, a spinning punch attack. It probably wouldn't be the first one in this, actually, not even in this episode, I don't think. Yeah, it could be a number of things, but, like... The, the point is, is that Yusuke can't see Jack, and essentially he's fighting blind. Yeah. Until a little bit later, where Yusuke decides, okay, this isn't working, so he says the fire spirit gun. Oh, before that, Bakken get, hits him a couple times, but like Yusuke then laughs it off, being like, oh man, I was really worried about Kurama, but if this is all you had, he's not going to die. Yeah, because yeah. he was like saying, is this how you fight, basically just using the mist? That's kind of weak sauce, essentially. Yeah. And then he basically fires the spirit gun off, and the guy's like, Ha, oh, you missed me, aren't you me at the right direction? And all of a sudden, you just see the wall blow up, and then this giant gust comes, and it actually knocks, knocks Bakken, off, not Bakken off balance, and he goes flying forward, and what a surprise, the mist is now gone. So, yep. crazy, uh, the physics in Yu Yu Hakusho are, like, really, I don't know, plot convenient. I was gonna say, Especially the amount the of force gun. you would need to knock out that much mist from, like, an arena with an open top would fucking kill everyone in the arena. Probably, And it but... wouldn't even destroy the mist, because that's not how that works. Yeah. Like, you need force of air, right? Like, yeah, you need no, to so push the air I out. think the implication was the explosion was pushing out, right. but that much force would fucking kill everyone there. Right. 
Also, like, sometimes the spirit gun will reflect, and sometimes it'll, like, blast through and create an explosion bigger than the area that it originally, like, hit. Kill, like, kills it doesn't, a... the, the, the fucking, the spirit gun doesn't get wider. It's the same arrow, but sometimes it's pinpoint, and sometimes it's like, ah, that was a, a fucking cannonball blast. Yeah, later, later he gets more purposeful control of it, but right now it is very much just like, hey, what does the plot require for the shape of the beam? <laughs> Yeah, we'll and the effect, like the explosiveness or the temperature, or yeah, yeah. who cares? Yeah, fuck like, it. I, I do find it really funny how the stadium just keeps getting destroyed, and there's and every time it comes back to another shot, it's like perfectly fine. No, dude, you, dude, you cannot wait until some later rounds because <laughs> holy fuck! Like, I mean, half the stadium has been destroyed. The arena has been destroyed, but it tucks back to it. It's like a perfect circle again. Nothing happened. Like, no one died. It gets way worse later. You'll see. Like, I mean... I I'm... really want to see the line coming, trying to get into the stadium, waiting for other people to die. Oh, fuck! <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's my turn to go yeah, in Yeah, the, the bouncers are like, oh, yeah, more people can come in. Weird. <laughs> All right, we lost 20 people in the sta- the seats. That means we have more seats. They're like, oh, did they leave? Yeah, they, they <laughs> left. left. They left, all right. They ain't coming back. Yeah. Ever. Ever. So, uh, you know... Bakken pleads for mercy, uh, realizing, like, he doesn't got shit on Yusuke. And, uh, you know, he claims, oh, I didn't mean to beat up Kurama, I was just excited. (laughs) No, straight up, he's making, like, rape apologist type shit. He's like, oh, it just happened, you know? He was asking for it. Yeah, effectively. And then Yusuke... He was standing there erect. He knew uh, what he's getting into. Did you see what he was wearing? And then, as as Yusuke was talking to him and and, uh, he was playing for his life, hesitates, uh, Yusuke uses his head. Yeah, Bakken pulls up a rock from the ground and smashes against Yusuke's head. And Yusuke looks, like, dizzy for a second, but then the rock shatters in Bakken's hand. Because if you remember, Yusuke fucking headbutt a dude and knocked him out, who whose head then crashed onto the ground and broke into the ground. So Yusuke has a pretty fucking hard head. And that was early in the Literally series, too. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. So I mean, he's basically like a thank you, sir. May I have another. Exactly. So Yusuke's like, oh, okay, if you don't remember, then I'll show you what you did to Kurama. Yusuke beats the shit out of Bakken, breaking his skull, his ribs, his fucking pelvis, and his femur. The pelvis and the femur are two of the hardest bones to break in the entire body to the point where if you ever go in, like, after an accident, like, and get x-rayed and they notice those are broken, they're like, you're in critical condition regardless of how you feel because, like, the level of force necessary to break your pelvis is insane. That's, like, bone shattering. My friend actually broke her, or either broke or fractured her pelvis i think she fractured it the way she fractured it was she had to be bucked off of like a six foot horse <sighs> like she was a competitive horse rider and she the horse i think spooked oh. and threw her off she was she landed on her pelvis she oh. she a wild horse rider a wild horse rider no 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 she's like a s cargo what's it called equestrian equestrian she's a snail she's an equestrian girl she's an Cargo rider. Um. Yo, snail riders, I'd be down. Because my, my um, uncle did that. He did wild horse riding, and he every time we went to a competition, he broke a bone. Oh, like, oh every single time. See, like, that's kind of cruel, because, like, wild horses are like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, God! Oh, no, 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 no. You're not taking me back there. Uh, <laughs> so Yusuke checks, on, Yusuke checks on Kurama, and he's okay, but can't fight. Uh, Ruka has visibly gotten weaker, and her incantation actually apparently has healing side effects. That's helping Hiei's arm heal and replenishing Mask's energy. Yeah, I, I did think it was funny when he was beating him up. He goes through the thing, and Jin just sitting there smiling like nothing's happening. He's like, "Wait, what did I miss?" Oh yeah, just like hey, this he's is like, good. he's like, 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 like smiling, that dude. Like he's just sitting there smiling, 
Like, nothing happened. Like, the wall's broken behind him. Probably 20 people died because of that. Nice, nice. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Oh, Patrick. Scroll, scroll it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so now we step up to Yusuke versus Jin. Uh, Koenma and George are sharing a seafood hot pot. So what did you say it was? No, I think it was nabe. It oh. looks like nabe. So basically just a seafood hot pot. Nice. Um, But it's mainly about the vegetables and the seafood. You know what I mean? Oh, man, that sounds like, really good right now. Yeah. Uh, so according to Butchajiri, at least uh, three shino- the last three shinobis were chump change compared to Jin. Jin's super excited since his ears are wiggling and jiggling. Uh, he's glad he's getting beat up Bakken, but don't tell Risho, okay? Did anyone else get, like, a... It's either a wagging dog's tail thing from yeah. the ears, or like, yo, man, I got a fight boner. Dude, I... I, I, I Yeah, I think I want to scratch his ears. He's really cute. It's like a little doggy. Yeah. He's adorbs. But, uh, Yusuke starts cracking up, and Jin joins in. Yusuke says, uh, you're a crazy bastard, you know that. You know, getting very, uh... He got very, uh, United flirty. Kingdom all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah, flirty. No, I'm just saying, you know, just, like, calling, like, a dude you just met at a bar bastard and uh, shit like that. It's like, yeah. you got real English. Which, you know, being that the other guy's Irish, you might not like. But He's Irish? I think that's Australian. Yeah. No, Jin's? it's... Jin's, uh, accent no, is no, 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 I'm saying that you said UK. I'm thinking you think Australian. Australian, they'll call you, they'll call you the C word for no reason whatsoever. So, British people actually do that, too, if they're not from, like, a posh area of town. Like, I people gotcha. call each other the C word all the time. What's yeah. the C word? Oh, cunt? Yeah, hence why me and Patrick aren't going to say it. Um, I'm afraid I'm going to get kicked if I did. <laughs> right in the... Uh, but The so, balls? Yeah, the ball, the, the B word. The B word. <laughs> so this is a start of a My beautiful C. friendship. <laughs> so Jin starts flexing his wind skills with him, uh, floating up in the air and everything getting all windy. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just pictured Yusuke saying, Wow, you beautiful cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, that's the English dub for the UK. They have a different voice actor for UK. Just Oi, says, mate, what the fuck you doing, mate? Oh, get the bloody fuck out of me, mate! She was Australian, mate. but they have more animosity. So well, I mean, uh, so I, I mean, it's still that one guy, the drunk guy, is still Australian though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually didn't watch this in English, so I had Drink. no idea that gin's. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Man, we need to do another drinking game. But, um, I'm down. We just gotta figure out. Right. Somehow we figured that out. Yeah. We'll just drink ahead of time. But um. I didn't know Jin's voice actor was, or... Oh, did you never least, watch Spartan I English? never... I don't remember oh, this Oh, yeah, English. Jin... So, it's not a very good... Like, it's not a very good, good Irish, Irish accent from... According to most people, because... So, one of the big uh, anime essayists on YouTube who did an analysis of Yu Show. Uh, did one of you actually? He's like, it's a great series, and then he gets to Jin's voice. He's like, what the fuck? And then cuts to something else because he's Irish himself. And then was it really racist? Uh, I think it was less like really racist, it's more like that's a fucking cartoon like, version of it. Like like a lepre- did it sound yeah. like a leprechaun? Yeah, it sounded like a leprechaun. Yeah, I think they were going like? for like a leprechaun because they're like, well, this guy is clearly like impish but has red hair, so yeah. leprechaun shit. Let's do it. Good thing I didn't watch it though. I would have been pissed. Oh, it's it's pretty goofy. But, uh, yeah, so Jin shoots up into the air and uh, goes past the clouds. So it takes him about 10 seconds to do this. So cloud banks are between 2,000 to 6,000 meters into the air, depending on the weather that day. <laughs> so Jin either went 447 miles per hour or 1,342 miles per Who hour. Who did the math on this? I did the math on this. <laughs> so I'm, I'm more surprised he didn't su- succumb to hypoxia at any point. He's a demon. And... He probably also he has air, though. He might have like some sort of adaptation where, like, you know how like certain birds like have like extra compartments in their like lungs. Yeah. For, like, so if Jin's skill is biological rather than magical, or some combination of the two, he might be adapted to it. So he also, might have a cloaca guys, too. Remember, they shoot out magic beams from their fingers. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the show doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Also, speaking of make no sense, uh, 
I don't know about if it counts as ring out, but he's, uh, I don't know, about a couple thousand feet in the air. So, in the precedent established in the court case of Goku versus Tian Shinhan, being in the air doesn't count for ring outs. Are you kidding me? No, did you watch original Dragon Ball? You have to be on the ground outside of the ring. So you can hover over the ring. That's not, that's some bullshit. So theoretically, if you were to go, go all the way into space, light years away, as long as you stay within the relatively direction of that. If you touch any other planet, you're out. Essentially, for more than 10 seconds. But what about if you hover around that planet and you're like five million light years? Here's the, here's the logic of these tournament games and everyone I've ever seen. There's the ring in the center and then all the space outside. If you are, can fly, if you are an inch above the ground outside of the ring, you are not out. So you can literally <laughs> go buy a breakfast burrito. You can go you to never touch the ground. You can do all this shit, dude. You go to university for four years, get a get a degree in something, well, come back as long as you don't. There might be ground. time conditions and then judge like judge decisions after that. Um, but what I was gonna say is, uh, you should watch that fight in Dragon Ball because it's actually like super influential on a lot of fights in Shonen anime after that. But it's really cool because like while Goku is fighting him, Goku's not able to fly at this point. So he, in addition to punching Tien, also has to keep on grabbing onto various points on his clothes and arms in order to stay in the air with him. It's super cool. Okay, can Tien fly? Tien can fly at this point because he's like psychic. So him and him and Chaozu are able to fly before any oh, other characters. Chaozu rules. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Multiple times. In real life, too. Goodbye, T. Oh, did the voice actor die? Didn't the voice actor die for Chaozu a long know that. time ago? Oh, I didn't know that. They actually, did, uh, I think they did a little homage to him or her. Oh, um, yeah, because like there, because uh, there's a bunch of GBZ actors that died. Uh, the voice of Hercule died, or Mr. Satan died. Yeah, that was recent. Actually, like, like, Mr. Satan. Voice sure. of Bulma. Yeah, died. Bulma died in like the weirdest circumstances, like just a spontaneous oh, yeah. brain hemorrhage. So yeah. that's the worst way to die, though. Yeah. So, like, her, the Hercule slash, you know... Uh, Mr. Joestar. Yeah, slash a bunch of characters, dude. He died, and it was kind of expected, but, like... Because he had, like, a an illness. But, like, yeah, the Bulma one was shocking as fuck. Yeah, speaking of Iron Fist, he actually did a voice of uh, Heihachi. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But, yeah, so, uh... Jin comes down fast from the sky and flies around Yusuke doing some really cool banking shots that, like, are, like, beautiful hand animation... You know, like where perspective is changing as you go through, it must have been very. Well, Angel's got nothing on him. It's a really cool, like shadow effect they did, where he really did look like a plane. Yeah, it's so, so fucking he, cool. Like, I don't know if you probably guys caught this, but like he's like kind of. I don't know if it was on purpose either. His hands are kind of in like a V, like a downward V. Oh yeah, he was doing like this. And he's like purpose, soaring yeah. over the crowd, and the shadow of Jin looks basically like a, like a jet plane. Like yeah, a, it's cool as it's fuck. Really cool. Yeah, so this is like one of the, to this point, probably, I'm guessing, I don't have numbers here, one of the most expensive sections of Yu Hakusho to anime, because it looks cool as fuck. Maybe. To this point, like, you'll see parts later in the series like, oh, this is way more expensive. But yeah, so, uh, Jin lands the first punch, and Yusuke says, keep punching like that, and we'll enjoy this, in the US version. Me. They are definitely flirting. Yep. Ooh, man, there must have been so many doujin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I swear to God. Uh, and, like, each of them ends with Keiko just, like, looking out from behind a bush, just being like... <laughs> Isn't that, like, all doujins? There's always that one peep and tom. So, like, doujin... Yeah, I don't know. Well, doujins, <laughs> essentially... We've talked about this before, but they're not necessarily hentai always. It's just there's a pretty big market for that kind of doujin. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, scroll down, and we the characters from this episode, we got Bakken, uh, it says Mr. Tall and Scarred, kind of looks like a younger Tagoro Light, uh, actually a weak as fuck coward, 
This is all true. Has no nipples, according to Patrick's uh, <laughs> pointing. Pointing. No, he doesn't have nipples. It's gross. Well, most characters. It's gone. Actually, Look where the scar oh, is. The scar. The scars. Oh, he got his nipples ripped off, y'all. <laughs> I wonder if the That's scar started happened. from the nipples and then ripped out. <laughs> he upholds none of this is none of this is true that's canon canon 100% Fan, no, it's canon like, honestly Dragon Ball is one of the few it does animes like they actually animate nipples like on guys it's like a weird circle thing it does look yeah. like his nipples got ripped off oh and, like, my god scroll nipples. down scroll it's like down. skin tags fuck you scroll down <laughs> Episode 40, welcome back by the way, US version, Jin the Windmaster, and the Japanese version, Jin the Wind Tamer, a stormy air battle. So Jin uses his tornado fist to land on a, on a Yusuke, land on Yusuke, who is literally blown away from the attack. Yusuke later counterattacks counter with a series of punches, yet Jin flies after being hit in the stomach. Yusuke then uses the spirit gun on him, only to, only to see Jin create a whirlwind to deflect the blast. When Jin dives down from the sky using Tornado Fist for a second time, Yusuke uses Spirit Gun again to cause a mass explosion. However, both are surprisingly still alive. Both contenders prepare for their ultimate attacks. By the way, I can't read out loud. <laughs> I have a cold sweat, like, from when it was, um... You know how you had to read in class when mm. you were a kid? I was thinking about the same thing. It's like, I was uh, just like, oh, God... What is that word? How do I read? Um, okay, continue. I'm just thinking, like, when you took, like, a language class and you had to read out loud, did you always fuck up when it got to numbers? Because I'd be speaking in, like, really good Spanish, and I'd be like, you know, blah, 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 90, blah, 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 and I'm like, oh, no! That's not right! We did, we did something like that. I, something like that happened to me in, uh, in middle school when we were reading uh, To Catch a Mo- Mockingbird in class, and then the N-word would come up. Oh. Yeah, it was my it teacher. It got really awkward. Yeah, like, there'd be kids, like, we had the same thing where we'd read it out loud. There'd be some kids who'd be too enthusiastic at my very white Catholic school. They'd say with a hard R. Yeah, they'd be like, err, and we'd be like, uh. (laughs) And then some people would be like, they'd, like, leave it blank, which is fine, it's whatever you're comfortable with. But it was the kids who said it on purpose to be very, like, it's not a bad word. Yeah. Like, it would be, like, uncomfortable. I'm just imagining your teacher being an old black guy who's like, you get one. You get one. (laughs) (laughs) Within the context of this book, and then you say it no more. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, Yusuke yells at Jin to come back down and fight him when he's done with his uh, higher sightseeing. And Jin swoops down and, you know, kind of replays the end of the last episode. Uh, does, like, the cool animation again. The interchange here is only slightly different. Like, maybe one or two punches or kicks were thrown that weren't in the other part. But it effectively retcons the last part of the episode. Uh, Yusuke Lo... What? Hmm? What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> kind of with oh, a okay. kick but misses. Yusuke's having loads of fun. And Kuobara points out that uh, Yusuke's found a twin in Jin. You know, someone who... Has like a someone who's like really enjoys fighting, but also has like a fucking angry side to him. So there's a point. I don't know if it was this episode or last episode. Cool Barra mentions that like this is Yusuke's kink. Like straight up says, I, yeah, he, I, he, I that. forgot. I forgot to mention that, but like Kubara says, he gets something really about, excited when like there's a real good fight to be had. Yeah, in Japanese he said like something something hentai. Like this is basically like oh. his, 
this his is perversion. his it's just perversion, but like straight up, like that's basically saying like this is his kink, like yeah, like, this is what he gets off to. Not even in a sexual way, obviously. I don't think Kobar is like he's sexually attracted to fighting, but he's like he just enjoys it that much. Like he gets weird. Over oh yeah, fighting. I forgot about that line. I, I was gonna yeah. bring that up. I was like, oh yeah. I think, oh yeah, his kink. I think they said something similar in a previous like saga, but it was more like, oh, he's a big fanatic of fighting. Fanatic. They yeah. use the word fanatic a but lot. This but this time, yeah, perversion. He really did use the word hentai, and I was kind of thrown off. And I, was like, <laughs> I get, I get what it meant, but it was like, oh, like yeah. they straight up said it. <laughs> but what, what does hentai even mean? Is that uh, just like it means, pervert? It means pervert, perversion. Really? But yeah. like, I think oh, you okay. can use it. I don't. We don't usually hear it in that context of like you can say like hentai and like you're a weirdo. Yeah, kind of like. Or yeah, pervert is a better better translation for it. I was gonna it. say in in Japanese stuff, isn't stuff that we would refer to as hentai often like referred to as ero rather than yeah, yeah ero. rather than hentai. So like just like Aero's sexual. Like, ero is like pervy, like yeah. not yeah, sexual pervy kind of things. Imagine hentai, when ero got into no, came e- to the United ero ero. But saying eventually they pronounce ero. It's like oh, what are you talking about the show? Yeah, they have a show called Ero. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends how it's said to them, because I think there's, like, slight pronunciation differences when someone says both of those words with a Japanese accent. If I want to... I think... I might be wrong, but, like, Arrow Manga really refers to, like, um, perverted manga aimed at older men. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, what's the other one? Like, Smut... I don't know if that's a. I don't. I, I mean, translation. I was gonna say you would know better than me, but that sounds like I'm saying something about you. When I mean more like you have more experience with Japanese culture. You're just a fucking pervert, Megan. Anyways, drink. Drink. Uh, uh, so Yusuke decides to try hand to hand combat and just starts like you know doing what he did against Suzaku, where he's just like doing this huge volley of punches. And Jin's able to block almost all of it, like, chasing after him around the arena. And uh, Hiei notes something to the effect that, like, Yusuke is a tiny bit faster than Jin, but Jin's probably about to use his ability to fly to his advantage. Yeah. So Yusuke lands, like, a pretty good shot, uh, like, a pretty good hook to Jin's stomach. Mm-hmm. And Jin's like, oh, fuck this, and just starts flying away. <laughs> Me. So the interesting part about, like, the Jin-Yusuke fight is it looks like Jin's holding pads. Um, so, like, whenever you fight... Or, like, you're sparring yeah. or whatever. Not sparring, but if you're doing glove work or pad work, um, so it would be two people facing each other, and someone would have, like, these flat padded things on their hands, and essentially they're catching the punches with those pads. That's honestly what it looks like at a very, very fast anime speed, what Jin's doing, is, like, he's kind of just, like, he's just kind of blocking lightly with his hands. Like, he's just kind of catching the punch. And kind of deflecting it. It was kind of interesting. I thought it looked like kind of like a boxing thing. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, this is used in a lot of, uh, this is used in a lot of anime. And I think it's because it honestly, uh, animates a lot better than doing like a real block, which would be keeping like, you know, static stuff and then like moving your guard and stuff. Yeah. And so it just looks a lot better and keeps the character models looking fresher. Yeah. So probably that's the, and also doesn't interfere with depth planes. Yeah. Cause in like real blocking, you'd be moving your hands around your face while, you know, with this, you can keep uh, the... You arms, can't see what I'm doing, like, but the arms are basically swiveling in front of the person. Like, wax on, wax off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it also has to do with, like, traditional martial arts where blocking was usually yeah, done just like a, circularly. Basically, your arm is out and your elbow is, like, a point, and you just kind of moved your... With, like, on the axis or whatever. Yeah, yeah effectively. You, swive- you swiveled your elbow, or yeah. your arm off your elbow. So it goes jacket on, jacket off. I think that joke has been made many times with regards to Mr. Miyagi. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. Oh, wow. I just... Oh, my God, yes. Okay, Patrick, you actually have contributed to her life. 
so the... I was referring to the, the remake with Jackie Chan. Oh, okay. So Because that's what he said, and you he guys said, yeah, watch jacket it, right? on, jacket off. Oh, really? Jacket on. Oh, really? Yeah, that's oh what I was... Like, oh. I wasn't making a... Do- I was, that was in a sex joke for once. It, that's that's really what it was. Dude, like, I, also... I bet the writers of that did that super consciously. They're like, yeah, the last one was whack on, whack off, have a jacket, jacket. <laughs> jacket off. Yeah, jacket, jacket off, off, baby. It was all about, like, grabs and shit. It was... Yeah, but he, like, it was cool, but, like, I didn't even put two and two together until you're like, jacket on, jacket off. I was like, haha, jacking off. <laughs> all right. So that's... Now that we've unlocked the secrets of the both forms of the Karate Kid... Uh, the demon fanboys uh, of Jin start chanting for blood... And Botan realizes that Yusuke can't get close enough to Jin to do any real damage since the guy can simply fly away. Uh, Jin is, like, Koen, like says that Jin is able to use his wind for both offense and defense. Basically, everyone's kind of saying that not only is Jin probably stronger than Yusuke, but that he's more experienced and, like, a better tactician. Like, he's not, like, a great strategist, but a decent in-ring t- tactician. He certainly has a lot of wind, wind build-up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Part jokes. <laughs> yes, god damn it. Um, so Jin comes back down with another tornado fist, but Yusuke doesn't move this time. Instead, uh, just like plants his feet, gets in the spirit gun position, and just blasts him at point blank range. Uh, this causes a huge explosion, and Yusuke is blown back next to the medical tent, and Jin is in the air. But like for a while, everyone's like, where the fuck are they? Were they both blown away? You know, because it was like a massive explosion that happened at point blank range. Uh, Hie, you know, since he's able to see everything with like crazy good reaction, mentions like, that Jin blocked in such a way as to save both of their lives by using the tornado's rotation to shoot the spirit gun up away from them. I did think this part was really cool. It was really cool. Basically saying that, like, I think he, at least in the Latin American version, but probably in the other two versions, basically says, like, this dude has been on the battlefield for hundreds of years. He knew to instinctually save their lives by blasting up the energy blast using his guard. Uh, it wasn't that deep in the, in the sub. It was basically like, oh yeah, he just did it. Basically just saying he did it so that way he can minimize the damage. Yeah, but it basically just shows, like, Jin knows what he's doing even if he comes off as an airhead. Excuse my pun. Uh... That was not on purpose. <laughs> I get it. It took us a while to get the pun anyway, so like... Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, There's a lot of Mega Man stuff in this. Oh yeah, this does feel kind of Mega Man. Cause, but... No, no, because he has Air Man. The next one, the guy looks like, he is like he's like Wood Man or just like, like a Rock Man, actually. He looks like he's wearing X-Arm at one point. Nice. But uh, yeah, so he plans to take Yusuke's place when he escapes Ruka's cage. Uh, Ruka warns him that he can't join the fight because he's been rendered ineligible... Hiei then says, uh, if Yusuke loses, he'll get out and says he'll kill the entire stadium to get out while, like, while doing this, he just starts flashing some of the energy of the Jiao and Satsuken. And, like, so he's just, like, glowing purple now. Uh, so both fighters get back in the ring and... Basically, say, basically Yusuke was saying that he's... Tr- Yusuke says he wasn't trying hard to win before, but now he's gonna try. Sort of like a Gokuism. Like, oh, I'm gonna really try now. And Jin is like samesies and prepares the double tornado fists, aka two tornado fists on his arm. Did it you, looks like it looks like he's like frizz being really fast. Did you get like some vibe of like Kamizuna Arashi? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in JoJo, there's a character who does wind attacks, who at some point puts tornadoes on his hands and like uses it to kill one of the main characters of the series. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Like, which which part was that? Part. Part two, when he kills Caesar. Oh, oh, yeah. the tornado. The to- yeah. Okay. I thought that was mostly for his hair, though. What's up? It was his hair thing that does that, right? The tornado. 
The the was it the uh, oh you mean the thing on his head oh the horn no, that's his final attack like he he has like a win he has one that he uses on his arms before yeah. he does the final attack I got you yeah R I P yeah but uh, and they actually kind of dress similarly and he has a horn similar to Jin's to the point where I'm like I wonder if Jin was in any way influenced partially by Wham you mean Wamu Wamu yeah Wamu. but like you know that he's based on Wham oh yeah man. no yeah everyone yeah. I, I still think my favorite one's E C D C oh yeah A C D C um but yes. So, uh, aye, 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 aye. in the Latin American version, uh, Yusuke basically says, well, I guess there's only one way to win then, you know, kind of saying like, effectively like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this if I don't do what I'm about to do. So Yusuke gets into a new stance that he hasn't shown before and gets very glowy. Like his entire body's just glowing with energy. My, my thing is, my thing is like, he's getting like the, I can't believe he's going to do it. He's in that stance. He's going to do it. It's like, he's going to do that attack. They, like, even in Detective Conan, they always do it where it's like ambiguous for the, the, the reveal. It was that person. Yeah. I can't believe it. It was this person. So the Mass Fighter and Quenma both recognize it as Genkai's spirit wave or one of the spirit wave techniques. And the Mass Fighter knows that Genkai never showed or prepared him for this. Which, how would she know this? <laughs> Who is the Mass Fighter? Uh, we don't know. In the Latin American <laughs> version, uh, Jin says Yusuke's body is giving off the energy of a hurricane. Here I am. If you guys ever went into those hurricane machines at the mall? Um, <laughs> That's basically his attack. <laughs> oh, man. So you know how there's a tropical, like, there's a hurricane that hit the Philippines recently? Oh, I didn't know well, that, I w- So I was in L.A. recently, and I went to a Filipino mall, uh, Eagle Rock Plaza. And know. while I was there, there was a hurricane machine, and I'm like... That's not a good thing to have here right now. Yikes. Yeah. Honestly, I, they, I see those everywhere at the malls. And, like, I've been in a couple times. So he has, like, my cousins are, like, I have like, eight or nine-year-old cousins. Yeah. And, you know, they see a machine which you have to pay a dollar for, and they're all for it. Um, I've been in them. It's basically just, like, a shitty breeze. Nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> I ever tell you guys about uh, about when they when we were going to go see a diehard uh, die marathon at the theater once in Jersey? No. So basically, it, it was uh, before. I was during. Uh, it was in September of '01. Basically, we were going to oh, go see it. Fuck. A, a Die Hard marathon, <laughs> and we were like so pumped to see it. And then we got to tell you, it's like 9/11 happens. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think this is going to be happening. How old were you when 9/11 happened? That uh, nine. Isn't Die Hard like a? Uh, it's it's an action movie. It's doesn't matter. I've, I've <laughs> seen. I saw like I saw a lot worse. <laughs> I watched a lot worse at nine. Well, I watched Silence of the Lambs at nine years old. Yeah, it's not oh, man, like I didn't watch either of these. <laughs> I, I think the, the funniest thing, the, the movie that actually really affected, that really bothered me was, uh, and I didn't realize the first was the Man on the Moon. Because remember at the part where it's like he does the, the therapy where he's grabbing the things. Uh, I thought he literally pulls out stuff from his like body and grabs it. Man on the Moon is a movie about uh, Jim Carrey plays uh, Andy Jim Kaufman. Carey. He plays Andy Kaufman, a famous comedian who had like a weirdly tragic life at the end but yeah anyways uh so let's go on to the next episode we already covered Jin. there's it's a good bit movie more though on here good watch it, it go watch really man on the moon there's actually a documentary on netflix about it too it's, it's a really good movie oh, um but yeah so Jin, he's an airbending master and really likes sightseeing the air before flying to land killer punches let's scroll down <laughs> uh so episode 41 reverse decisions aka in uh japanese rekodan an unexpected conf- conclusion uh, so in this episode, while Jin has initiated a double tornado fist, Yusuke begins to use the spirit wave technique. After disabling both fists, Yusuke catapults Jin out of the ring, overcoming him. Before Yusuke is about to, uh, 
before Yusuke is about to fight with the next opponent of Team Masho, it has been realized that he has been disqualified by a technicality. Yukina arrives outside the stadium, meeting up with Botan, Keiko, and Shizuru. Kuwabara, though still seriously injured, volunteers himself to fight the last battle against Risho, the leader of the team. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that happened. <laughs> oh, man. Any thoughts initially on this, on this? That was a bit of a forgetful fight. Oh, I, I like this fight, but... I it's uh, man, this is kind of spoilery, but this is the one time that the Rekodan gets successfully used in the. Yeah, entire I'm, series. No, I'm sorry, not this one. I meant the the beginning of the Shijiro fight. The which, the which sorry, one? not Shijiro. I just I'm really dumb. Uh, the fight with the next guy because this this is where it starts oh, off, Risho? right? Yeah, Risho. Oh, I, yeah, the Risho one's okay. I mean, it's very much a Kuwabara character building moment. Um, but like as a fight, it's not that great. Yeah. Yeah, because this is where it basically starts off. So that I meant the Jin fight was amazing. Yeah. It's like the best fight of the show. Uh, to this point, yeah, it's debatable, but like it's it's up there for it's a like, solid fight. Yeah, for sure. I like how it's more realistic. It's essentially In one manner. <laughs> like, no, it's like it, like it's more realistic. A flying boy with pointy ears. It's not like everyone's friggin' evil or like hates them for no reason. Oh yeah, just that this dude just it's like wants I'm gonna a kill fight. you with these yo-yos. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you with my fists. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. So it's it's kind of more realistic instead of oh random random angriness. Yeah, so Yusuke only ever attempts this technique one more time ever in the series, and in the dumbest, he should not have done it when he tries it. That's all I'm going to say. Hey guys, check out this cool move. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Hold my beer. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so the mass fighter says, uh, you know, it's chill. (laughs) Why the fuck does it say that? (laughs) Yeah, Hannah, Hannah, what are you doing? Uh, Yusuke's whole body is a channeling weapon for his spirit energy with this new technique, basically in contrast to the spirit gun, which only channels through his finger. They don't exactly elaborate how this works, but him making his entire body into a channeling vessel makes it so he can, like, dump his entire spirit energy at the same time. Uh, Just one massive dump. Yeah. The mass fighter points out that Yusuke didn't perfect the technique with Genkai, but how would she know that? Uh, George rags on Quenma for sucking on his binky too Who is much. the masked fighter? Yeah, who is the masked fighter? Uh, and this is a really just weird fucking uh, comedic relief scene where George pulls out the binky, revealing a track of little flags that... It says, I, good luck, you yeah, I think in, Was it in Katakana? I, I didn't it, really it, like it was, it. it was in Japan. It was, well, it, was I, Yeah, it was in a Japanese script, and all it says was, good luck, Yusuke. It was re- whatever the regular Japanese writing is. Oh, so it was kanji, okay. It was kanji, just says, good luck, Yusuke. It didn't literally say, good luck, Yusuke. No, I was just wondering... It's probably Oh yeah, that would... more than likely. I didn't read. The no, movie, you're probably you're probably more right. More than likely. And yeah. then the binky explodes, and he has another one. In his it's mouth. very weird. Like I like I get why this is here, but it is kind of this random fucking like comedic <laughs> relief scene. Uh, so Jin flies down, uh, and then I like he's like I really I really hate this kid. <laughs> George is thinking about that. Yeah. So Jin flies down with the double tornado fists in tow, and Hannah has his accent continues to be amazing. I can't tell if that's a criticism or sincere. I think she just she just thinks he's adorable. So he is adorable, um, adorable. Yeah, yes, uh, Yusuke somehow manages to catch the first fist because, like, basically, it's revealed that not only is he, does he have his spirit energy like coursing through him, but like because of that he's super fucking strong right now. Grabs Jin's fist like with his hand and just fucking tosses it to the side, dissipating the energy entirely. Jin like is like, oh, that's fucking unreal. Goes to punch him with the other fist, and Yusuke, whose other hand is kind of like it's not in a good place to do the blocking, is kind of worried initially, and Jin thinks he's about to get the hit in, so Yusuke just takes his foot and then blocks the fist with his foot and then pushes that to the side and dissipates the second tornado because he's about to use his other hand in order to do the attack, the uh, Reikodan, 
which is one of the manifestations of the spirit wave and makes a lot more sense in the Japanese version where they divide the spirit wave into multiple techniques. It kind of reminds me of like a tank hit. I guess the way it describes like getting shot with like a tank shell. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it literally translates to spirit light bullet, but that same character for bullet can also be cannonball depending on like the context. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this one's spirit light cannonball. So uh, Mass Fighter describes this technique, which they know for whatever reason... Uh, as yeah, as something that can be used as a dis- at a distance, and it will be stronger than say the shotgun is at a distance, or it can be used up close where it will be stronger than the spirit gun. So it is technically the strongest like move that Yusuke ever learns, but it is highly situational because you have to dump all your energy into it. You know, it's kind of is like a shotgun though, because if you think about it, shotgun, can be either either a, 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 a straight buck, just the whole shell, or it could be multiple pe- pebbles, which is what the the shotgun is so it's kind of kind of funny how that analogy sort of works with both of them where you took uh did you take enm at ever point at any point like electro electricity and magnetism physics i'm fucking dumb dude no i was gonna say it's it's like flux like when you have flux and it spreads out if you get it in the earlier area well i use flux i use flux with soldering oh okay wait are you talking about a programming flux are you talking about no flux as in the electrical flux to uh to to allow the the um, solder to flow more freely. Yeah, so I'd say this actually works similar to the way flux does, like, uh, going through the air. Like, that when you're closer to the source, if it hasn't spread out, it effectively will do crazy... It'll, more energy will transfer in that shorter amount. Yeah, also, uh, a soldering tips from Patrick. Use flux, never use hot glue, don't solder without flux. That's been your soldering tips with Patrick. Okay, sorry. I thought you were talking about electromagnetic flux rather than a soldering product named flux. If you think about it, it does a similar thing to allow the solder to flow a little better and congeal better. Oh, that's cool. I could be wrong, though. I I'm, I'm usually am, so... <laughs> I, I don't, either, either I don't way, know shit about hardware or solder, so we're good. The, the, point is, <laughs> the point is use flux when soldering, please. What's up, Megan? No, I'm just lost. <laughs> no worries. Megan's like, Patrick's such a super nerd. I well, was an engineering major at one point. I, just, I was going to say, you're wearing the E2 can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I quit because I suck at math. I was good at coding, sucked at math. So probably shouldn't have done engineering. Oh, I was good at building things. If, you, if you're good at coding and suck at math, you could have... You could have done it. No, but it requires... Through. ASU requires... Cal- uh, it just the college could... I went to requires Calc 4. Well, actually... I'm really glad we all went to NAU, NAU. baby. Yeah! Oh, yeah. NAU, NAU, baby! It's Lumberjacks! Fine. Anyway... But you know, no, and actually... Fine, but... Actually, this is going to make you angry. They actually didn't require Calc 3 anymore. You could do, take a, a, a equivalent, which was a little bit easier. Well, like, I couldn't pass Calc 1. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, then... So, Okay, like, I understand I now. So I switched to political science. Yeah, I took. Calc- <laughs> I, I I'm embarrassingly took calc way too many times. So yeah, I took it twice, and then I basically got kicked out of the program. Oh, that's that's fucking essentially brutal. that's how it worked. Um, yeah, yeah, I actually fine. I actually had the right like a letter to retake that twice. Yeah, Ooh. you would have had to. Yeah, I didn't petition because I was like, if I can't pass it for me, I was like, I'm not that passionate. So so yeah. speaking of brutal, <laughs> yeah, my life my life sucks. The Rikodon hits Jin so hard that he flies up in the air outside of his own volition, and uh, <laughs> they're wondering where the fuck he's you know like what he's doing. And then uh, Shizuru, who's just sitting with Keiko in the stands, is like, I get this weird feeling we should move seats. And they do, and then Jin comes down like really fucking hard. Hits there probably would have killed them had they been sitting there. I love how like, I feel like this is a draft. Is she the mass fighter? Yeah, she's who's the mass fighter. She that's, teleports every time. That's the secret. Nothing she has personal. A time turner. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> 
Oh, God. She's basically Hermione. Oh, no. None of this is true, <laughs> dear true. listeners. Um, all true. But yeah, so Jin hits the ground, and he's like kind of frazzled, but he gets up, and Yusuke's like, oh, please be so done. So is Kurabara Ron, then? No, they wouldn't be brother and sister. Jesus. They fuck. Ron and Hermione fuck in the books. I know. I, I meant, like, <laughs> not like not literally this the same character. This analogy is falling apart. The, anal- the analogy, not like literally, like, sort of like the... Kurabara would be like Crookshanks, her cat. Really? <laughs> nah, that's, that's... She has no siblings, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yo, okay. No, I, I was talking about... Uh, uh, I'm lost now. So I, I'm who's like a, I'm a really big. Who's nerd. the mass fighter? Know shit about Harry Potter. Um, like I'm not saying those are oppositional. I'm saying that's like a blind spot in. Okay, well uh, he's kicked off the podcast. now. I actually I started reading book five and I stopped. I stopped at book four. I read one through four and I was like I don't really care. Four about is this. good, but when I got to five, it got really boring. Nice, uh, but yeah. So uh, like. Jin comes down and like he gets up and he's like, "Oh, that was a good one, Yormashi." He seems like he's snapped the half blood prince into it, and then, God damn it! Uh, and then like Yusuke's like, "Oh, I cannot fucking fight another round with this dude." Basically saying that like if he hadn't, like if Jin's not done, he's fucked. And then Jin's like about to start walking to the ring and just falls over completely unconscious and takes out like half of the arena. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like I said, what is with the stadium? Is it like getting? Like, in My Hero Academia, they destroyed almost all the stadium, but they have an excuse where the cement guy rebuilds it. This one, it's like... I mean, so, I think My Hero Academia has, is so new that it can, like, bounce off those tropes that yeah. a lot of older anime don't really realize or don't or have the budget. Or just didn't have the budget to or do. Or don't care enough Doing everything really by hand. Do. They're like, we can't show a concrete pouring scene every episode. <laughs> every episode. Or, like, <laughs> even, even just, like... It's kind of one of those suspend of disbelief things. Like, we're analyzing this show, right? As a kid. <laughs> Which no one did. No one did. I, <laughs> you know. But, like, as a kid, that was definitely a blind spot. I never was like, hmm, weird enough. <laughs> What's weird is they make it a plot point in the second half of the chapter. <laughs> they get rid of the part where they're like, oh, we gotta repair the arena. It's just like, okay, you, fair as opposed to all the other times. Fair enough. Yeah, you'll fair see that arena. and just be like, really? You decide to do it now? And then you figure out, you're like, wait, hold on, what about? Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. See, yeah. again, blind spots. They, they make an entire episode where, like, we're waiting for the arena to be fixed. <laughs> it's like, are you serious right now? Uh, then, like, seriously, like, every other scene is, like, the same being blown up or something. Oh, well, it's especially heinous once they get to the finals where, like, you'll see. Also, is it me or did the arena change from being a square to a circle? No, it's been a circle the whole time. Okay. You're thinking of Dragon Ball, which does a square. Yeah, I think you're right. They only really show like if here they their spacing, space reasoning, spatial reasoning in the show is super off because sometimes the arena looks like it's as big as the fucking world, and sometimes the arena looks it's like a it's a boxing big. ring. Yeah, I know. Well, the things that look square, like when you're on the side, you see the arena. It's like like straight across. No, like, you know where they're on the ground, they're peeking over? It looks, like, flat. So, that's, like, so in the times where Megan mentioned the arena looks as big as the world, like, if you look at something that size, you're like, oh, it's flat, you know, like, flat earther bullshit. But, like, then when they show shots where they go back and they're like, it's ten feet wide, it's just like, okay, yeah, cool, I guess spatial (laughs) conservation doesn't fucking matter. Does it matter at this point? We, like, I think, I think the show's so messed up with everything. (laughs) I, I don't mind. Like, honestly, like, these are all, like, details. I, I like the impression of the show. We could get into ideals for writing later, but, like, that's my thought. Is, who's like, the masked fighter, though? Yeah, that's that's the real mystery. Uh, but 
Yeah, so Yusuke is the winner. Uh, he likes that he's not the only freak around. Oh, yeah, I think in the English version they say he likes that he's not the only freak around, basically, like, you know, like, oh, I'm glad I found another person who's a fucking battle maniac or, like, a fucking pervert for fighting. <laughs> is Jin hit? They're hot for fighting. Yeah, hot for fighting. The, the Yu-Hawk show. Got a band, soul band. Wait, is, is Jin, like, hit or something? What? Is Jin hit? Uh, mm, well, I can't say yet because I don't know enough about Hit because, like, we'll have to wait for the next season of Dragon Ball Super to determine what happens with Is it. there another season? I thought they just said they No, they said they're, after the movie they're going to resume. I thought it was just going to be another show. Well, I think they're saying that it's going to continue directly from there. So is it, it, so could is it going to continue show, after Z or is it going to continue I, after Super? After Super. So... I've never seen, I haven't seen Dragon Ball yet. Because oh, I know, I know, I know Super basically, super, super. I know that it takes place before the last episode of Z. No, no, Super is after Z. No, because remember, it's, no. it's right. Oh, you mean that like really last episode where they, yeah, like, they like, change in age and stuff? Well, yeah, because like right at the end. Well, the end like, of, end of, the very last episode of Z is the beginning of GT. Is that what you're talking about? No, because right. the last Isn't episode of Z, they Pan? have, Bulma has her kid and she's pregnant. At the end of the last episode of Z, she has the kid at Z. I Are you sure? I thought that happens in no. GT. No, that's Z. That's so the last Z, episode so of Z. Well, is it is Z. it in Z or is it in Kai? Because if it's not in Kai anymore, it doesn't count. I, I haven't that watched Kai, Z, so, so I can't. Dragon Ball Z, I, I think the it. last episode of Dragon Ball Z was a prelude to Dragon Ball GT. Yeah, I think anything that happened in Z so that between, didn't happen in Kai doesn't count anymore. Technically, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, Z is the like Z is no longer as canon as Kai. So even the Bulma thing isn't canon. Like all the all the things that were filler for Z are not canon anymore. Are like, you kidding me? Like Krillin, uh, Krillin hitting Cell with the Kaizen and yeah. it Kianzan and it not killing him is now considered non-canon because they preserve that the Kianzan can cut through anything. I gotcha. So basically Krillin got gimped once again. Well, that was only in Z. Now in Kai, he's better. Sure. Wait, so Dragon Ball Kai is the new Dragon Ball Z, essentially. Yeah. And then Dragon Ball Super happens after Dragon Ball Kai. Yeah. And then after Super, supposedly GT is supposed to happen. Well, so no. After, GT's no, not canon, right? GT is not canon, and, like, oh, yeah. Super writes over GT. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, GT was retarded. GT is really <laughs> dumb. Uh, but anyways... Uh, anyways, on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z... Why well, yeah. just cut that <laughs> The crowd is pissed and Botan's not having it. Uh, can we not have one eensy, teensy moment of positivity around here? That's a very British slash US version of Br- Botan thing to say. She was very angry at the crowd. No, she was... And the, and the Japanese was like, can you like cheer for us for once? <laughs> like, uh, seriously, I'm with her on that. Yeah, Shizuru and Keiko uh, leave the stadium for a breather. Utajiri's pissed too since he spent his entire fortune on cheating and shit. Man, I spent all this money being a cheater. I can't believe it. Maybe if I just invested my money in making good fighters. So, Risho being kind of like this weirdo, effectively yells at, and no, basically says something kind of mean to his own boss, Butajiri, and he's like, maybe use your influence to do something about the match. Uh, so, Yukino appears outside. How convenient. Yeah, weird. Uh, basically, uh, she's trying to figure out how to get inside. Um, I, I guess we can skip over some of the details of it, but she ends up running into the girls who went out to take a breather. Uh, How convenient. She finds out, like, she's like, oh yeah, I'm here to, you know, cheer for Yusuke and Kuwabara, but I'm also here looking for my older brother, who I hear is a martial artist. Huh, and, weird. Yeah. And my favorite, I did like a, I don't know if it was this episode or the next one, but Botan has like this really weird, realistic weird face where it's like, yeah. He's like shocked. He's like, oh, I can't believe it. And then it turns to Jen where it's like a flashback saying Jen's like, uh, like, oh, if you tell anybody, I'll kill you. Oh, he is saying, yeah. He is. Sorry, why I say Jen? I'm retarded. Yeah, nah. Sorry. I'm uh, not but with yeah, it today. F- 
From the skybox, uh, Butajiri cackles about his tricks until younger Tagoro shows up, punches a wall, and says, I don't like the way you play, Butajiri. <laughs> Uh, still injured, Toya tells Risho that they should have they should win fairly to honor Gama's death instead of cheating. Wait, we didn't explain how they cheated though. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. So Butajiri basically got the tournament committee to say like Yusuke is disqualified because if Koto had been quote unquote counting properly, he would have been out. Yeah, and leave Koto alone, please. Yeah, I think Koto even says like, why am I even making decisions then? Like the fuck. So she counted too slow. Yeah. Uh, so. What the fuck happens? Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna read Hannah's note directly. Risho, like all great leaders, tells him to shut up and knocks him off the stage by hitting him right in the gut with his rock arm. Yeah, that's what I do when I lead my team. Yep. Risho threatens, uh, Koto to give the victory to Team Masho. Uh, Team Yurameshi is like, fuck that and wants to go off and beat everyone up. He is like just about to explode the, you know, force field because like now not only now, not only is he kind of glowing purple, he straight up has a flame around him, like Dragon of the Darkness flame shit again. And, uh... Oh, yeah, that's the face I was talking about. Wait, yeah. No, what is that? Oh, it's the face Botan made when she was, like, really shocked. Were you listening to this episode while you were driving? No. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was. God. Um, but Actually, yeah. I was watching. I had a little mount, and I was just watching so, the sub. My thing, like, the thing that holds my phone up while I drive uh, fell off the other day, so I can't... Uh, watch TV while I drive. <laughs> so that's probably the best. Oh, God. I still do. I mean, what's the worst that can happen, right? So, uh, Hiei, while he brings up the Jowen Satsuken flames, tells Yusuke that they should destroy the whole stadium, and Ruka's, you know, bindings are starting to come loose with her, like, straining under the force field thing, and the demons who were, like, you know, cheering against the Yurameshi team are suddenly like, I, I don't know why, but I really want to cheer for Hie right now. It's like, yeah. yeah. And they're coming over like, yeah. It's like their hands get lower. They just joined a strip club. Yeah. They're like, ah, here we are. I like how one of them's like quasi guilty about it. He's like, I, yeah, all right. Uh, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Yeah. Be uh, outside the stadium, oh yeah, so uh, basically they want to get inside, but a security guard who straight up looks like blue, like green fat Hitler. <laughs> like you see it too, right? Gridler. Gridler, yeah. <laughs> the Gridler sounds like a really Gridler. weird fucking uh, Happy Gridler. Meal villain. <laughs> the Gridler. It's the Gridler. I'm the Gridler. <laughs> <laughs> I burn you. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So, uh... But he's, he's basically like, yeah, I want to fuck these kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, no, he's like, like, yeah, I'll, well, you, the ticket stubs don't work for you. It's only for, for demons. But if you maybe service me, I'll let you win. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, what? and then, uh, what's your name? Oh, yeah, Keiko just slaps Keiko's him like, Psh, really like, hard. Wait, did then, he say that? Yeah, he, he says, like, yeah, really lecherous. He's, like, like, he's like, like, oh, maybe if you do something me, else. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? If you sir- he said specifically, if you service me, I might let you win. The fuck? You know, to be fair, in the 90s, even in American media, I think even today, like, there's this weird trope about a guy being like, oh, well, like, you can pay elsewise. Well, so that's still a trope, but, like, Yukina looks really young. She she looks like she's eight. Yeah. She, like, so she's a twin sister of a character who does not look this young, but, like, she looks fucking young. And she's obviously not eight. I think he, I think old, he was just talking but... to Keiko specifically. It's not but much better. But even though Keiko's still fourteen, it's not much. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not much better. But I think he was specifically talking to Keiko though. He's like, no, I'm an ephibophile. It's different than a pedophile. Let me explain. <laughs> and then he's oh just God. like, I don't want to hear about this. Actually, just, anyways, he got Wait, slapped like he should have. So 
What's a what's a what a what? No, okay. Oh, Can God. we not explain this, please? Can we just pretend that... It's a trope where people who are making excuses for doing things that should uh... land them in jail are like, yeah, but it's different. <laughs> she's a thousand-year-old woman. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's very much like, you know, anime <laughs> and is like, no, she's like a thousand, so don't worry if she has the body, body of a six-year-old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's exactly it's, like it's that. Interesting, interesting. Got it. But uh, you know, they eventually get in after beating some dudes up, and they're chased by some of those fucking snake security guards. Uh, we'll get back to them later. But uh, before Yusuke fights Risho, Kuwabara says there's like you know before Yusuke breaks the rules, Kuwabara who wants to keep them on the good side of the law is like there's you know there's another fighter that like no one's thinking of who can get in. Everyone's like where are they? And like George even looks around like who could it be? Like just like repeatedly. Believe it or not, yeah. it's just me. <laughs> Kuwabara's like it's me. And in the line <laughs> of record, no, you met the part with the with the Kuenra where he's like uh, he's not expecting me to fight. Oh right? yeah, yeah. And then in the Latin American version, Kubar just screams like, Soyo! Which just means, I'm me. I'm me. Yeah. Buy Soyo at your local friends. Yeah. Your local Kru- Kru- Kruger's <laughs> of course. department store. But uh, Kubar steps into the ring, and uh, in the English dub, Kubar admits that uh, Ruka told him he was okay to fight, to which Yusuke says, Stupid, because she's not a nurse. <laughs> and Kubar- Sorry. Kubara's still really fucked up from the previous fight. Remember, this dude's spine was doing all sorts of weird shit when he was trying to walk. Yeah, he's gonna tank this one fine. Yeah, Kubara is a man of honor, TM, and doesn't want he or Yusuke to stoop to the other team's level and cheat or go on a violent rampage. I mean, I want them to, but... So scroll down a bit, because we're gonna skip this part, because we kind of talked about it earlier. But it's, you know, sort of the Botan being shocked at, like, oh no, Yukino knows? And then she's like, oh crap, Yukino doesn't exactly know. We can dance around this. Why was her face like this? So, like, yeah, her face looks extra better animated. I was gonna say, this looks like, uh... It looks looks like, like uh, it's like Yurusi Yatsura. It looks like 80s anime, like, dramatic reactions, so I wonder if they were going for, like, a, oh, overly dramatic, like, retro stuff to them, yeah. like, so it's, like, ten reason, years earlier. This Botan, in this specific frame we pulled up, she just has her, like, hands over her face or whatever when she's surprised, but it looks way more detailed than anything I've ever seen Botan looking, to the point where I thought this was a different character that kind of resembled Botan. Is it supposed to look, like, kind of shoujo style? I think it's supposed Maybe, to. Maybe, but... N- but, but like, like at really the same highly time, detailed. It seems really because this Yu Yu Hakusho is not the kind of anime to break the fourth wall in that kind of sense. Um, you know, they like, get like close to it with like but they don't George really, and stuff. Yeah, but they don't really parody the other anime, do they? Uh, I'm trying like because you like, remember the I eyes are kind of sh- like eighty shojo, sure, but like I forget if it's happened already or not. But do you remember when they show? the flash forward of the idea of Kubara and Yusuke being a married couple. Because, uh, like, that was kind of drawn in a different style, too. Is, okay, maybe, yeah. yeah. It's just interesting. Like, this is very specific. I'm sure Hannah can speak way more Yeah, I, w- I wish Hannah was here, here for this shot. Specifically. And she put it in here, but, like, I'm sure she had something to say about that. This particular picture looks... Like, you can see the stars in her you eyes. You You can see, like, they have a different background. The inking's different, it feels. Like, it seems more... Yeah, it's, like, heavy ink. Yeah. To be fair, there isn't much movement. It's just that one frame, and they moved it around. I think that so. was the reason that they were able to make this shot, because they're like, right. well, we don't have to fucking move, so we can... But it's crazy. Her hair is individually drawn. Like, her eyelashes are individually drawn. Yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. It, it's like the, the one guy that, that wanted to go hard on the weekend is like, okay... Look at all this frame. Okay, we're not doing that continuously. Just <laughs> that's one it, frame. That's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so Struggle of Sadness starts playing. Kuwabara says, we men go down with honor. 
and he can barely make his way to the center of the stage without stumbling, and you hear his bones cracking as he's going. It's one of those days, you know? <laughs> when you don't want to wake up. When everything oh, is you. fucked. <laughs> so, uh, the characters, uh, Risho, the actual leader of the Shinobi, the spear world, uh, it says, but definitely not the best boy. He's, he's not as strong as, uh, Jin, but he's the leader because he, like, actually kind of makes the plans and holds the group together. But he's definitely that evil leader, uh, archetype rather than, like, the, like, he's, he's got bad intentions. Uh, Hanno Lissom is having, God damn it. <laughs> Hanno Lissom is having Android 17 vibes. I kind of get it, but he's not as pretty as Android 17. He kind of gives me more of an initial D villain vibe. Like, but it looks like, like, it looks like he's gonna race, uh, Race the Akiba street street stars. I think Android Seventeen specifically for the hair and the facial structure. I mean, the facial structure, but that hair. Yeah, the hair for it's sure. That hair. Although, because of the wideness of his face compared to the way Android Seventeen wears it, yeah. this dude kind of looks like he has a penis, like for a head. <laughs> like see. yeah, like the head of a penis for a head. I kind of see it. I kind of see it. So he has a penis head head. Yes, exactly. Speaking of. No. Speaking uh, of head. Episode uh, 42. Uh, in the US, a matter of love and death. In Japan, a desperate Kuwabara, the charge of love. Uh, Risho easily inflicts further pain upon Kuwabara. He later unleashes his earth power, initially overwhelming Kuwabara, who is able to stand up to his feet and every critical hit. Kuwabara sees Yukina in the audience, who has arrived to give him moral support, in which he manages to overcome his injuries and defeats Risho with his spirit sword. Awesome. So now it's, it's Risho versus Kuwabara. Korobar is still pretty messed up from his previous fight, but that doesn't stop him from making the first move because he's a man of honor. Everyone else keeps telling him to stay down because he can barely stand. Risho is being smug and smart. Smarmy? Is yeah, that a word? That's a Smarmy? Word, yeah. Smarmy is a word. Smarmy? What the hell does that mean? Uh, it's kind of like Smoky, a... Like, smug. It's like smug. Yeah, it's, it's smug. It's, it's like, like a stronger like version of smug. Yeah. So he's smug and yeah. smug? He's like, no, it's, it's like a... Like, you know the slimy. difference between hatred and loathing? It's like that kind of thing where like synonyms, English sucks. I mean, yeah. Smarmy, like smug is like hmm. Smug yeah. is like hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good one. <laughs> we should write a dictionary with just like intonation differences. It's just in my picture, my face. Yeah. This is smug. Mm-hmm. This is smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her eyes kind of rolled up into her head. It was weird. Um, but uh, so we kind of talked about like what's going on outside with the girls trying to get in. And, like, getting in and, like, all that crap happening. But back inside, Risho continues beating the crap out of Kuwabara, who can't even make his spirit sword get long or short. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just performance issues out the wazoo. He hurt his back. Like, I don't know why they're expecting him to get it up if he's already this hurt. I guess um, it was death by Snusu match. Oh, God. Uh, but our boy has been using his spirit energy to keep his injured body from literally falling apart. The masked fighter sh- uh, shows pink hair. Who's the masked fighter? Yeah, I don't know. They have pink hair even now, so who knows what's going on with that. Uh, Butajiri watches the fight from his evil lair of monitors. <laughs> L- listen, I'm going to be honest. I wish I had an evil lair of monitors. I'm getting close. I got two. Just need a couple hundred more. You've played Turtles in Time, right? Yeah. You remember the part where Shredder shows up in a bunch of monitors, and then he turns the monitors into a portal into the past? You yeah. need to do it, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on it. We're gonna going to go... Back to New York City when we go watch Turtles. What was the first? Was it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That's just the movie name? Yeah, that was just the movie. We're going to watch the first movie and then we'll go to Ice Tea and be like, go Ninja, go Ninja. No, that was, in, go. that was in the second movie. Okay, well, we're going to. And it was, it, was, it was Vanilla Ice. It was definitely not Ice Tea. <laughs> Did I say Ice Tea? Yeah, you totally said Ice Tea. Yeah, I was like, that seems. Wait. <laughs> to be fair, if he did that, that'd be pretty lit. I, I don't know if it would be. No, it wouldn't. Because at the time, Ice Tea was an actual serious rapper. Like. 
It would still be pretty lit. Like an actual rapper. Hey. I wish I had corrected you, but wrong. It's like, no, that was Ice Cube, dude. <laughs> it, it was Can a... you imagine? Yeah. Ice Cube, gangster rapper at the time. Yeah. It was Iceman. Go, Ninja, you motherfucking go, Ninja. God damn it. But yeah, It'd be more down. smooth, like, the ninja's gonna rat. No, I'm no. not gonna do that. I'm too white. Uh, scroll further. It's the next page. That was way too far. <laughs> what? Patrick's just fucking with me now. I don't know which page. This one? No, one more up. Okay. So, so Butajiri is really enjoying Kuwabara getting... Go back, please. I did. This is it. It was it. Really enjoys oh, oh, Kuwabara oh, yeah, getting pounded. Sorry, I just I must have blinked while you're doing it. I uh, really enjoys Kuwabara getting pounded. Uh, and Team Urameshi losing means he'll be filthy rich. Sakyo and younger Tagura walk into the fucking monitor room, and Sakyo re- reprimands him for cheating in the Japanese version because Sakyo is a man of honor. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a man of honor. Sakyo effectively says like, "Oh uh, yeah, you remember how you thought that uh, Yusuke killed uh, Tarukane?" Uh, nah, he didn't. And then, you know, Butajiri's like, wait, what? <laughs> and two and two together are... Yeah, and Sakura's like, yeah, I, uh, I fucking killed him in order to, because he's gonna mess up my plan. And then he's like, anyways, uh, yeah, Tuguro, what's up? And Tuguro's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, and just walks over to Butajiri. Slightly just, flicks him. Like, taps him in the head. <laughs> and, and fucking like, head explodes. Yeah, his head explodes harder than any Fist of the North Star explosion. You are shocked! I'm surprised you didn't say something like, that was only 10% of my strength. <laughs> yeah, that would be some... Like that. that was only 3% That's of my strength. That's some Tuguro-ass shit to say. He's like, yeah, that was, uh... <laughs> Those that two. was like point zero zero one, but like there's some rounding error there. It gets really hard to tell um, once. Let's just get, round it to one. It's very difficult. Um, let's say one percent. I'm really looking forward to the day someone's like, Tagoro, no one gives a fuck how much percentage you use. No, he's we like, didn't ask. He's like, you, you don't understand. Uh, I'm calibrating it for myself. I have to say it out loud for me to believe it. It's a uh, affirmation technique that I'm using right now. Imagine only one percent of my strength. Imagine him like, in bed saying that I have a lot that, to really give the world. <laughs> Imagine him in bed. I mean, he he like he's like that was only thirty five percent of my strength. So <laughs> you weren't like, trying. That was only thirty five percent of my jizz. <laughs> no <laughs> episode title. Uh anyways. So uh, you know, the the gals are running because like the uh, the gals. Yeah, they're running from the snake dudes. Uh, but as they're running away and Shizuru beat up a couple of them, they run to Shiguro and like everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, it's this dude, except for Yukina, who has a fucking Trigger. Vietnam level P- yeah. PTSD flashback, like, oh god, he killed my birds! <laughs> the birds! <laughs> he, he was in prison for like, in the anime, it doesn't feel like, she, it seems like she's only been there for six months. Yeah. Like, wasn't she there for like 14 I think, years? I think they said like four years. Four years, like a very long yeah. time for a seemingly eight year old Yukina. <laughs> well, or whatever age she turns out to be because the mom. The thing lists her between 14 and 99, so we don't know. <laughs> she's one of those ages. Yeah, she's one of those ages. I mean, what does it matter at this point? It's all semantics. Yeah, fuck it. it was... I mean, yes, according to the fucking guard from outside. I mean, what does age matter? It's whatever. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. It's like, this show, I think everybody's like 15, so it's... even the guards. Oh, you're going with Gundam Wing rules. If, if all else fails, guess they're 15. Essentially, I mean, I don't know. What, like, literally every other thing's like, oh yeah, they're all 15, by the way. So, uh, yeah... So Tagoro lets them go by. George is 15. George is definitely not 15. <laughs> He's definitely 15. Uh, Tagoro lets them go by, just wants the Yuromachi team to win so he and Yusuke can have a rematch as Sakyo promised. Uh, and then Kubara uh, keeps getting knocked down but keeps getting back up again. Uh, I can't tell that's supposed to be a reference to that one song. I was about to sing I it, but that was bad. Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't have to stoop that to that low level. God damn it. 
Uh, Risho is mad and decides to show his secret shinobi skills. He uh, does some earthbending and jumps out of the ring. And I think Koto is like, he uh, he jumped out of the ring, like just being like, why would you do this? But then he just like pulls up like all the earth from around him and like makes this cool suit of armor. He becomes Mega Man. He does look like a Mega Man villain, like Boomer Quagton or whatever. Quagmire? Quagmire, no, yes. Uh, Quagmire is the name of the villain. The one that it's like, Quagmire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? We'll say that's. <laughs> oh, this is true. Um. So he covers his whole body in earth armor, the armor of clay. And he jumps up in the air and crashes into the ring like a giant meteor. Kuwabara fucking catches him and is trying to, like, you know, stop himself from getting, like, wrung out, even though this dude is literally, like, a rocket shooting into him. And Kuwabara realizes he can't win and decides to emulate what Yusuke did in his fight against Suzaku and uses life energy in order to win this fight. And so Kuwabara has, like, you know, this near-death experience and... Starts having his life flash before his eyes. He sees each of his teammates. And it's unclear. Was he psychically communicating with them? Because some of them reacted. Like, no, he Kurama just looked at, like, oh. No, I think he was just looking at them. Oh, maybe, yeah. It's possible. But, like, the way that it's shot makes it look psychic, even though uh, Patrick might be right. He might actually be looking out at them as listen, it's happening. Listen, anime, it's like they communicate by... It's like everyone's psychic. Like, in the last... Mo- I watched the My Hero movie earlier today, and literally, he... It literally is him with his teeth clenched. He says something, and I think he's talking to himself, and then she just... Like, this lady that he tells just runs off, like, wait, so you were talking, or was that in your head internally? Because his teeth were clenched the whole time, and he was looking at her. Nice. So I got confused. Either way, Deku's OP. Keep going. But yeah, so uh, Kubara is like saying goodbye to everyone and like thinking about times they had with each of them. He's like, oh yeah, you know, he Karam. And then he's like, yeah, Mass Fighter, thank you. I don't know who the fuck you are, but thank you. No, he also says that I feel like I've met you before. Oh, yeah. in the he does say, I feel like I've met you before, but I'm not, I'm not sure where. Who is the Mass Fighter? Yeah. And then he like, and I forget, does he actually say Yurameshi, or does he just show Yusuke's face and then, like, keeps going? I don't remember, to be honest. I kind of stroked out there for a bit. But then it, it switches, and he's like, and Yukina. Yukina. I, oh, man, how am I, I wish I could see you once more yeah. and, and protect you oh, yeah, forever. Hannah, I think either Hannah or Sarah. I think it's Sarah's, but it's I think it's Sarah's favorite ship right here. Nice. That um, ship has sailed. I forgot to say, but before Risho crashed down, Kuwabara said something to the effect of, like, Look at how Kuwabara, a real man, dies. Um, but yeah, so uh, Risho's about to do the attack again, and suddenly Kuwabara starts thinking of Yukina, and, you know, thinking about, like, oh, the life we could have had, blah, blah, blah. And, but he wonders, like, why he's hearing her voice very clearly, like, more than just, like, his memories yeah. of her. And then he sees, like, her Looks just past, the yeah. He's like getting, he's like getting assaulted by Rockman. Yeah. He just looks over, he's like just looking at her, he's like, I'll say the Popeye theme plays. Effectively, yeah, cause he just gets this sudden like strength boost, his aura goes like three different rainbow colors. You don't need money, Joe, you don't need fame. You definitely don't need a credit card to ride this train. That's the power of love. Nice. Uh, yeah, and so true love is his power and Kubar suddenly gets newfound strength and just fucking throws Risho off of him. Uh, Kubar says, uh, I think, like, he says, oh my god, the power of love, and Risho's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Kuwabara? I was like, I'm not babbling, she's my girlfriend. Trademark. Yeah, Kuwabara rushes over to the stands and starts flexing for his girl, uh, says his spirit energy is coming back to normal, and says, don't I look muscly? Me. <laughs> Lol. And Risho is super pissed, and, like, starts charging at Kuwabara, <laughs> and, like, he Hannah becomes- extra thick rock armor, but with two C's. I was thinking more if he can become his Mega Man X. Nice. 
And uh, for whatever reason, Risho is so pissed off that a varicose vein shows on his rock armor rather than his actual skin. Man, don't you hate that when you get so angry that your arm that you wear yeah. veins up? It's really weird. Uh, so Kuwabara's spirit sword gets long and he hits Risho, like demolishing the armor of clay, and then hits Risho again, forcing him into the stands, defeating him, and Risho's like teeth are kind of fucked up, and he's like, oh, we were supposed to win! And then once again, the stadium is completely destroyed, but it will be repaired in, in five milliseconds. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Kuwabara gets onto the stage before the ten count is up, and Team Yurameshi wins, bring them to the semifinals. Yukina helps heal Kuwabara with the power of love, baby. Oh. Also, younger Tagoro is there. Sakyo asks, like, hey, do you think they're worth fighting yet? And Tagoro's like, I'm still undecided. Um, Even though he got really salty that he couldn't fight once they lost? I think he's, I think he's like, preserving Team Yurameshi as an opportunity, but doesn't think that they're worth it yet. So, is there actually a trope with um, this guy's villains? Oh, yeah. Um, what's, who's the guy? I, my brain is not. Whoever writes you, Hakusho and Hunter... Uh, the main Tagashi. Tagashi. So Hisoka does the same thing with Gon and Killua, where he doesn't want. He never actually seriously fights them. I just realized this oh. until that he feels they're strong enough to fight. Like yeah. he does this trope that that trope a lot. Without saying too much, I love that the next villain in this series is literally the opposite of this, where he's like, no these guys need to die. And the only ones I'm keeping around are the ones who I need to fatten up so I can kill them later. I love the next villain so much. I gotcha. So why don't we start wrapping up the, the rest of this episode. So basically, I, it's once that the battle's decided and Coach was like, oh, he's the winner, it basically cuts to a, a tender moment with Kuwabara and Yukina. And uh, Kuwabara says something like, Oh, no, no. Uh, Yukina says, oh, wow, you're healing fast. And Kobar says, that's the power of love, baby. And she's Donna, like, Donna, yeah, Donna, sure, Donna. okay. And then in her mind, she's like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is that, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed in the scene, is actually has the music is sl- a slightly slower version of our theme song. Oh, really? Oh, it's the... Hmm, okay. I'll show it to you. Uh, not... Yeah, later, later. Yeah, later. Not uh, so then it cuts to Yusuke and Keiko, who are having a slightly less lovey-dovey conversation. Like, it's it's clear they're, like, still, flirting. like, flirting, but, like, it's very much, like, uh, there's bickering interspersed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Yusuke's like, why weren't you, like, you know, they're, like, cheering for us more directly and stuff. And, like, Keiko says, I didn't want to interrupt. Looks like you were having all the fun. You Looks like you are having a lot of fun with those demons. Effectively, like, a, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You and your boyfriend out there were fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, like, basically asking, like, since when did you care how I feel? Yeah, and then uh, Yusuke, of course, simply Yusuke goes up to her and is like, wow, you got really thick back there. Oh, that, yeah, that happens uh, when when Botan, uh, when uh, Keiko's kind of pissed off and turns around, he's yeah. like, oh, wow, you look like you've grown a bit, especially down here, and then yeah. pokes her butt. She then slaps him. It's uh, it's very early 90s uh, anime tropes. <laughs> it's cute. But uh, Botan was creeping on them, and uh, yeah, so the episode kind of ends with Keiko saying one of two things. In the Japanese and English version, uh, she says something effective, like, you know, Yusuke, I was impressed with that move, out, uh, move you pulled. And then she makes the spirit uh, gun motion and says, bang. In the Latin American version, uh, though, she says, if you lose, I'll never forgive you. Bang. (laughs) (laughs) This is why she's going to kill him. Yeah. If you lose, I'll fucking make it permanent. So it goes from Cowboy Bebop to to the Godfather, essentially. Yes. 
Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that was Team Macho, and that was pretty much it for. Oh my God, are people here for the party oh, already? Shit. All right, thank you so much for listening. Wait, to no, you. I got one more thing to ask. No, you on the show. they have to do it. Hey, what's up? You want to do the outro? <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> oh shoot, we actually delayed the party to seven, but we probably posted it too late. So let's do it with you. Hi. Hi. How's We're it going? Finishing up the show right now. Man, you good? I came really early. But I was gonna say I actually got a present for the show, uh, mostly for Patrick, but it's for the show in the sense that we're all going to use this at some point. Well, I went to LA recently, and I went to Little Tokyo, and while there, I went to a import game shop, and I found mm-hmm. something probably of interest to all of us. It's a copy of Yu Show 2 for the Super Famicom. Wow, that's really cool, Joe. Yeah, it's a fighting game, uh, Street Fighter style. So we'll, like, I was thinking we'll have an episode where we play some of the Yu Show fighting games, and nice. this would definitely be on the list. Do you have another drunk tournament? killer. Oh, oh my god, yeah, that will be the setting of the next drunk tournament. We'll play that with shots, it'll be good. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, let's just uh, finish up the episode, and then I will welcome my guests in a more uh, appropriate manner. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening to the Yu Yu Haka Show. Your spirit means all three worlds. Your spirit, Your spirit means a lot to us. <laughs> Drink. Drink. Uh, <laughs> Joe. Thank, thank you so much for listening to the Yu Yu Haka Show. Your support means all three worlds to us. Human, demon, and spirit. To us. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat at our Facebook, at the Yu Yu Haka Show with two O's. Or our Twitter at the at the Yuhaku Show. <laughs> Yuhaku Show. Okay, no, someone misspelled that. But anyways, uh, tune in for the next episode where we'll cover round four of the Dark Tournament, Team Urameshi versus Team Urotogi. See ya. Bye. <laughs> All right.
episode again, because, like, yeah. Such a oh, I love it. What? Your your boyfriend is a dork, McLovin. I'm, dork? I like how he knows I'm the song. So You're such a fucking hoe. I love it. I don't know the song. <laughs> I'm gonna show you the video. I'm a sick fuck. I like a quick fuck. I like to get sucked. How did this even come up? <laughs> like, I just started singing it. Uh-oh. Wait, look it up real quick. For Joe. Oh, yeah. The video is kind of funny. My favorite one is. Did you see the Doug Funny one? No, I haven't. Show him the real one and then we'll show him the other ones. He's going to hate it when he learns who the musician is. Oh. Oh, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I loved Kanye back in the day, but I've, like, kind of, like, stepped back. Shit. I kind of like this song. It's dumb. Come, motherfucker. It's a really good ass song. To be honest, this song is really lit. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> Little Pump is really good. I think I have to start listening to him. What the fuck am I, I looking at? I don't know, but I like... I, I saw these pictures and I was just like, I don't know what this meme is. Dork. McLovin. Dork. It's a dumb song, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> What's it? That would have been that would have been literally recorded, so it's good you did. <laughs> Is ignorant really a word? Ignant. Ignorance. Ignant. It's just a, a contraction. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a, some term for flames or something. No, no. When you get it's when you you know get words like getting you know when you, we say like get retarded or whatever mm. like or get stupid or. You ignorant, like you dumb. Oh. Or like getting ignorant. Getting ignorant. Yeah. This is like. <laughs> on a, our first episode of Grammar. I got a funny story. So. Um, fuck a lot. My ex fuck. was really into Taylor Swift and I was really into Kanye. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to be really into Kanye. Like, oh. really? And like, eventually, like, both of us have stepped back from liking either of them because we're just like, ugh. Uh. Like, kind of detest both of them as people. <laughs> Yeah, Kanye's fucked up in a lot of, a lot of ways. I just like how Little Pump just like tanks this song. I'm ready to continue when you guys are. <laughs> I just loved his face where he's just like, oh, just gonna keep dancing. <laughs> She's a really good comedian though. I never heard of her until the song actually. What a weird video. It's kind of funny because the sample is like from 1990, 1998. It sounds, it sounds like it. Man. Oh yeah, this is the this is the thing I was talking about. Oh yeah, yeah I remember that. Digging the new company. <laughs> As we all know, Skeeter is black. Oh my god. The blue guy. Oh my god. The, you never thought about that? No. He's super black. There's a uh, what was it? There's another parody with Minecraft where they just oh. took out the music and just had Minecraft and had like the names Kanye Little Pump above it. Oh, Roblox, someone did Roblox or whatever. Roblox, that's really... I didn't see that one, I saw the Minecraft one. Yeah, right when you guys are... I think it's the first time I've actually been, like, actually aware of pop music in quite a long time. Why Just... did you get into this one? Because of memes? No, somebody posted digging the new Kanye video oh. and just showed that. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh! Okay, let's do this. And I, like, listened to that song, like, 12 times. Oh, I love it. Okay. You're such a fucking ho. I love it. Because I need to restart this episode, okay. or someone else could if they want. I'll I'll, I'll try to do yeah, some water. I'm talking more this time. All right.